0: This is Tony Berluti. You're listening to the Moto X Pod Show.
1: Hey guys, I'm Jenny Taft. You're listening to the Moto X Pod Show.
0: guys, we are back with episode 83. That was some Tesla to open the show. Some music from my day. Doc, you probably don't know nothing about no Tesla, do you? Not at all. Not at all. Man, just a great American rock and roll band. Band I grew up with. Um, So yeah, I got Doc in studio today. We're going to talk to him here in a few minutes. Uh, Let's do this, you know, our typical thing. Let's get our sponsors reads done so you guys know who supports our show. So you guys know who to go support. Right off the bat, Five Star Roofing of Texas, they do residential and commercial jobs in the Fort Worth, Dallas area. Whether you are looking for composite or metal roofs, fences, custom patios, pergolas, or even metal buildings, Chad Mayo and Five Star Roofing of Texas can handle it. And they even offer a moto discount. So if you call and let them know that you're a motocross rider, you need some work, you have some hail damage, anything like that, call Chad and they'll come take care of you. They are also a proud sponsor of our buddy and privateer, John Short. Please follow 5 Star Roofing of Texas on Instagram, Facebook at 5starroofingoftexas.com, and that's the word 5, not the number. Or give Chad a call at 214-402-8565 and let him know that you heard about his business on the Moto X-Pod show. Shock Socks, the original and number one 10-second removable fork seal protector. No one likes replacing fork seals, so ask your local motorcycle shop about Shock Socks. Or go to Burr motorsports.com And you can also find Shock Socks on Instagram and Facebook. If you're looking for a new set of graphics, you need to get with Shar at MX Girl Designs. MX Girl Designs specializes in vintage and does modern MX graphics. She can pretty much do anything you want. She comes up with all cool custom ideas. You give her an idea of what you want, she will make it happen. She does it at a great price, and it's a great product. It doesn't get any better than MX Girl Designs. So contact Charlene at Char at MXGirl.com and follow her on Instagram. When riding dirt bikes, protection is key. Isn't that right, Doc? That's
2: pretty, pretty you, true.
0: Pretty true. So all sport dynamics, is wrist braces are the helmet for your wrists. Top riders like Weston Pike, Adam Cianciarillo, Joey Savacci, and Alex Ray, as well as Major League Baseball players, NFL players, and pro bull riders trust all sport dynamics. Visit motocrosswristbrace.com for info and follow them at wristbraceguy on Instagram or email me at darksidemx3 at aol.com if you're interested in getting a set. And finally, the Moto X-Pod show is also brought to you by Mad Jack Synthetics. Dane Evans and Mad Jack Synthetics is an independent dealer of Amsoil Synthetic Oils. They are riders, racers, and just all-around fans of dirt bikes. Contact Dane Evans at 805-531-9551 or at madjackdiesel.shopamsoil.com. Follow him on Facebook at Dane Guy and Instagram at Dane underscore Evans 393- and as always, let all our sponsors know that you heard about them on the Moto X-Pod show. All right, Doc, so um, you uh, you went to Millville this week, this weekend, for uh, your one of your Loretta qualifiers. What happened?
2: Yeah. Uh, my first moto wasn't good, and got caught, I got stuck under my bike in the first corner. So I went up for my second moto and uh, crashed off the start
0: and re-broke my arm. Re-broke your wrist. Yep, yep. Now, you wear, we'll be honest, you were wearing the wrist braces, yes, but your wrist went forward pretty much. Kind of the wrong direction. Yeah, the,
2: I, the, I honestly don't know how it happened. But. Well, looking
0: at the way it's bent, it looks like it bent down, and the braces don't. Because, yeah, you're don't like, literally, you guys aren't in studio, obviously. You, <laughs> duh. I can see his wrist, and it's still bent. Like, he recently had surgery, and they plated it. Yeah, and that piece bones. of metal that's in his wrist is still bent. He's having surgery on Thursday. Yeah. So, yeah, he's just sitting here in the studio with a bent wrist. So it's pretty gross. Mold. It's gross. I mean, it's broke. It's bent. It looks like um, Gumby or something. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty gnarly. That sucks, dude. Yeah. yeah. It's disappointing. It's part of Motor Ross. It it's is. Like I was just telling your mom when I came in, I said, just man, it's a gnarly sport. You know, shit, stuff happens. It sucks. Yeah, definitely. I mean, all you can you you seem like you've had a pretty good positive attitude about it. Uh, you know, you you've, I've seen you on social media, and you're like, "Hey, I just got to come back bigger, faster, stronger, more time to train." Yeah, I and mean, that's good. I'm glad that's that you way. got a positive attitude, man. You got a big a good support system. Your homie JT Cooley's coming back, right? Driving back right now with the bikes, right?
2: Uh, no, the bikes are here. Oh, okay. Yeah, he, uh, he flew home after. Oh, okay,
0: he flew home, but he uh, yeah, he helped you out. He was yeah, out he there. Was, he was there for yeah, yeah. for the races. So when you hit the ground and – I mean, did you know instantly it was broke? Could no, you tell?
2: No, I got back up and I started to pick my bike up and just I felt that it was just Weird. weak. Yeah. And I went to go get on the bike, started the bike up, and then went to twist throttle and I just couldn't twist throttle. Or I probably would have finished the moto, honestly. And you
0: went to the doctor today? Was I it? went to the doctor today for the first time. So what – is it like – Clean break? Is it fr- uh it, I like a. Fr-
2: it looks like it's a pretty clean break for the most part. But the
0: bra- the metal's holding it together, but probably. The metal
2: is holding the bone like it broke pretty close to the same exact spot as where it broke to begin with. Yeah. So uh what we're thinking is it wasn't completely healed like all the way through. Sure. So um yeah, he's just he's gonna go in and re replayed it and all
0: nice and straight. Yeah, what a bummer. <laughs> what a bummer. Yeah. It's part of it, man. A lot of guys, you know, you just you know, you, you like even the pro ranks. We hear there's certain guys that seem like they're hurt all the time, and it's because it, it is. You're you're going fast. It's a heavy motorcycle, high impact. Anybody that is around the sport understands. Yeah, it's just definitely, dangerous. Definitely. Yeah. So, yeah, you'll be you'll be good and yeah, come we'll, back and.
2: Yeah, we'll get back to it. <laughs> make
0: a run for Lorettos next year, but what that means to me is that your dad gets to ride more now because he doesn't uh, have to pay for you to go to Lorettos. Sh-
2: I don't know, because we got other races we're going to be doing instead. So. That's stupid. Well, <laughs> I don't know instead, but we're we're going to be racing different races yeah. for sure. Doing, next big race should hopefully be Ball Hall Brawl. Okay, where's that's that? In, I don't know that one. I don't know where it's at, actually. Okay. But, uh, yeah, that's in what? two months so oh wow okay it's it's not a race i have to do yeah and but we're just shooting it's a goal it's a goal to to be healthy and ready to race by then cool cool now if not of course it's not a race we have to do so right
0: well guys we got a pretty cool show lined up tonight um first off is uh tpj's ted park senior we're gonna talk to him then we're going to talk to Taylor Hyman, who you guys may remember was a uh, Makeup to Mud this last year. She is on a three-woman team that's going to do the longest desert race in U- in the U.S., which is the uh, Vegas-Torino Desert Race. That's pretty badass. Um, I can't wait to talk to her about that. Then we're going to have Budman, Buddy Antonez on, talk a little bit about uh, JGR and what they've had going on so far this season. And uh, Then we're going to have Cade Clayson from the Canadian racer. You ever heard of Cade Clayson? I have. Yeah. <laughs> you guys know Cade. He's been on the Pulp MX show a lot. He's going to come on and talk about Canada and what's been going on up there. And then if everything works out, last but not least, we will have Hal Simpson on to talk about the new training facility down in the Houston area, VPMX. He's uh, helping out with some uh, advertising and things like that with that that training facility, and he, he wants to do some. tell us about it because it sounds like a pretty cool place. I know you train out at Underground. Oh, now Uh, it's tapped.
2: Huh? Now it's tapped.
0: Oh, they changed it. What is it? Tapped? Yeah, tapped. Like tapped out? Yeah, with Taylor Painter. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's right. Yeah, Yeah, we're talking about, we're going to get Taylor or Kyle Regal on to talk about that. But the track's still called Underground, isn't it?
2: The track is called Underground, and they're making a facility next to it. Okay. It's going to be tapped. Okay. But for now, we're training on technically Underground's track.
0: So, oh, there's going to be a whole other track? Yeah, next Oh, wow. Okay. What brought that on, do you know?
2: Uh, just, they want to make this train facility as good as possible. And they saw the opportunity cause the land for, for sale was next. It's all good. The land next door was for sale. Yeah. <laughs> so they bought that and they, they're they putting a big pond and some tri- trash. Sweet. There. So it's like a pond
0: good. to go swimming in when it's hot. Like in.
2: <laughs> yeah. It sounds like they're going to put like weight boarding stuff across. No way. It, and, yeah.
0: Awesome. Thankfully I have it in cause you're out there. So maybe I can, <laughs> I can come out and check it out.
2: It's going to be sick for sure.
0: Sounds like it. That's awesome. Well, guys, um, before we get to our first guest, let's talk about some of this, this house cleaning stuff that we talk about every week. Uh, Patreon.com. You guys know it's a website where you can go and donate and contribute to our show. It helps us out. I've been telling you guys for weeks that we've got a pretty cool gift package that we're coming up with. And I'm not telling you guys what's in it, but we're going to do some pretty neat special gifts for our patron supporters. And um, there's stuff that it's, it's going to be one of a kind. And what we're going to try to do is do a yearly thing. So this is the first year that we've had Patreon. We're going to do this thing in about a month and send them out. Um, So year one subscribers or patrons will get this package with these gifts. And I have, on top of the stuff that we're going to do for all our Patreon customers, I've got some some special things coming. I don't want to give anything away. Let's just say I'll be picking a lot of stuff up at Muddy Creek that will have signatures on it. And we are going to randomly pull names from our Patreon listeners to get special items that will be signed by some of the best writers in the world to give some cool stuff away. Uh, I've been telling you guys about this for weeks, and here's the deal. At 10 o'clock tomorrow night, I am going to cut it off. So if you do not sign up for Patreon by 10 o'clock tomorrow night, you're out on the opportunity to get year one gifts. You can sign up after that if you want, but you'll have to wait till next year at this time when we do something else. So
2: that's 10 o'clock on June 20th? Yes. To,
0: the 19th. Yes, okay. it's today the 19th, yeah. yeah. So tomorrow night at 10 p.m. Central Time, I'm going to look at our Patreon account, see who, who all the guys that are already on, and those guys will go in the drawing for – well, they're all going to get the, I, the gifts that we're doing for everybody, but certain guys, once we draw names, will get these special gifts that I'm picking up. And I may get enough stuff to give everybody one. I don't know yet. I've been promised quite a bit of stuff that I would like to keep for my collection. But I will let these guys have it for what they do for us. And keep in mind, if you're a patron subscriber, you also get three chances on the helmet giveaway that we're doing. Uh, If you guys remember that... uh, Excuse me, hang on. Kirk Hunter with Extreme Colors is doing a custom paint job. On a Fly F2 Carbon that Jason Thomas donated for us, so it's going to be a special helmet. Anybody that listens to our show, if you guys let me know that you heard about the helmet giveaway, even if you're not a patron subscriber, you get a chance to win the helmet. But the patron subscribers get three chances in the drawing, so that's pretty pr- pretty good odds, I think. So yeah, I just want to talk about that a little bit. Um, so this Saturday, uh, Doc, I'm going to Muddy Creek to the National. Sounds fun. Sounds like it's going to be a rain, a mutter maybe. Oh. Looks like there's some rain in the forecast, but that's cool. But I'm going to be trying to do some uh, Instagram live stuff. I know I'm supposed to have some some time with Eli Tomac and a uh, bunch of other riders, but I'm going to try to do a few of them on Instagram. So guys, be keeping your eyes out for that. I'll probably have my fiance do the filming, so I can uh, try to try to ask some questions and maybe get get some content up, and uh, we'll do some Patreon only interviews. I, I would assume. Uh, and then the last thing, again, the Independence Day Cup at Nakona MX Park in North Texas. This is an event that uh, Jason Walling, Chad Mayo, and Brian Hicks are putting together. It's a, a big pro purse race, June 30th through July 1st. Check it out. Uh, Nakona MX. The, it's going to be a three-moto format for the pros. 450 has a $2,500 payout, and the $250s have a $1,500 payout. It's gonna be a big deal. They're doing a lot of other prize stuff. Lap Kings is gonna be there. Those guys were on our show uh, a couple weeks ago talking about that. So if you're in the area, you need to check out the Lap Kings uh, Independence Day Cup Pro Race. Man, even if you just go watch, I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, You gonna go over, uh, Doc, or do you even know? Uh, Just go hang out.
2: I don't know honestly because uh, you'll still be injured. I will definitely.
0: <laughs> I mean, I'll definitely still be injured. Yeah. But uh, I don't know if your dad's gonna be in town that weekend.
2: Yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, I might have to hitch your ride with you or something.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get together about that. I think it's gonna be fun. They're they're really promoting the crap out of it, and uh, you know those guys are just trying to add another big race in Texas that they can build over the. You know, we have the Pro Challenge at Swan. That's pretty yeah. big. It's been going on a long time, and hopefully this thing will blow up. You know, it's the same as Johnsonville, they're doing their pro am every year. Yeah. Excuse me. All right, guys. So, uh, we just got done with High Point last weekend. Did you get to watch it? I didn't. Didn't oh, yeah, watch I've,
2: it. I've been having some issues with the fact that I broke my arm on yeah, Saturday. Yeah, I guess you're a
0: little preoccupied. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, the 250 bat... Well, honestly, even the 450, first and I second, mean, I saw, insane.
2: Yeah, I saw what happened, that they were battling
0: pretty much the whole time. Man, those two guys never... Like, the entire 30 plus two on it never had a chance to, I to breathe. I watched highlights of it it's on YouTube. Amazing so. finish. Uh, Marvin was... Clearly faster, but Eli held him off, and it was pretty amazing race. And then the 250 race, God, man, those guys, this is such a such a good series right now. You know, J-Mart had yeah. a pretty good lead, and I think he uh, had it some um, mechanical issue and lost some points, but really, this Forkner was up there for a while. Uh, just a lot of guys battling, and you need to go back and watch it. It was a really great yeah, race, I and I hope that we get a really great race at Muddy Creek. Because that's a long-ass... I'm driving 13 <laughs> hours up there. Well, so yeah. I'm hoping to have a good race. And I've to never drive. been to, to uh, this national. Hey. How, many, how many nationals have you made? Any? Uh,
2: I've never been to a national. Not
0: even Freestone when you were a little bitty?
2: Uh-uh.
0: Okay. Well, you need to get to one. Well, I've
2: only ever been to one Supercross. And that was when I was like... What? Like, like seven or eight. So I don't know. Why even... is that? My dad's never taken me. He's he's been to so All many right. that he's, he's sport sport with it. We're taking oh, you this year. We're taking you this year. Yeah, yeah. I'm down for
0: that. We'll take you. To, uh, we'll, I'll get you media credentials and we'll leave your dad at home. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want your dad weirding out the uh, the riders and <laughs> shooing you know, them over away. <laughs> in <open> Blake Baggett <laughs> or something like yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> right. Well, you know, last week he he said he would take Blake Baggett's underwear if he signed him. Uh, that'd be no nasty. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of uh, I kind of. You let him onto that. Yeah, I let him into that and he's like, Yeah, why not? You know, but it's still you know, we gotta bust his balls <laughs> a little bit. Okay, guys, so we're gonna take our first break and uh, we'll be back with Ted Park senior. Hey guys, we're back, and our first guest of the night, we've had him on a few times. He's been amazing to us as a show, showed us all the hospitality in the world. Mr. Ted Parks Seniors with TPJ. Mr. Ted Parks, how are you doing tonight?
3: I'm oh, doing pretty good, hanging out in the Muddy Creek,
0: Middle uh, Tennessee. Well, I will be there Friday morning. I'm driving up, so I can't wait to see you. Right.
3: Cool, same here.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I to so.
3: i it up and do some. Do some
4: ribs or something.
0: There you go. Yeah, my fiance is coming with me. It'll be her first ever national, so um, she was not really excited when I told her it may rain, but she'll be okay. She's a trooper.
3: That'll work. We got we got cover tops.
0: And that's what I told her. I said you can just hide out under one of the tents all day if you want. So she she'll be uh, sure. she's pretty much down for anything. So I'm looking forward to getting up there and seeing you guys. Um. So tell me how you feel about the season so far. We're what four rounds in. Um. You know, how do you feel about the team and what's going on with it so far?
3: Uh, everything's going really good. I mean, Ben LeMay's been doing uh, really good. He uh, got picked up on a uh, on Phoenix right uh, race team, which is is awesome. You know, doing a press release on it, and you know, he's starting to make a paycheck, and that's what my program's about. I hate to lose him, but right, you know, living in a team that appreciates what I do to get them. Uh, you know, loyalty and respect and, and ready to go racing.
0: Yeah. I knew he had so. moved over, but I wasn't sure exactly what the circumstances were. I hadn't talked to him yet, but that's great. I mean, he, he had a really great Supercross season in my opinion. And I mean, he's a very talented young man. So I'm, I'm glad to see awesome. things going his way.
3: Yeah. He's awesome.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He's
3: a, awesome. yeah. So yeah, I was really, really pumped for him or, uh, You know, it's about getting them a paycheck and and making a living.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Um, So, you know, the first couple rounds, there was a lot of talk about the tracks not being ripped as deep and maybe the prep being a little bit off. And people were complaining about some of the jumps at Glen Helen. I I mean, what do you see in the sport that could be improved? Is there, you know, is there things the track owners should do that you see that would help the sport?
5: Uh... (laughs) Yeah.
3: I, I, I know the, the thing is, 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 you know, my opinion, they're making bikes too fast, but you know, these guys are trying to do more than, you know, what we used to do in the old days, you know, triples or triples or doubles or doubles. And right. They're trying to make pods and triples and we need to get it back to reality. I guess I better watch saying that, but if that's my opinion. I've talked to people about it already. Yeah. You know, these track builders, I mean, the tracks are the same. I, you know, I don't, you know, I don't particularly blame, blame the track builders, per se, as I do the technology they're trying to put into these bikes and turn them into rocket ships. Exactly. I mean, I'm sorry, but, you know, that's my opinion, and, and a lot of people do agree with me, but, you know, they're wanting to try to release the restrictions on these bikes, and I think they need to add more restrictions and make it a more fair sport for everybody across the
0: board. You know, it's interesting that you know we we hear a lot. You know, like again, I always bring up Steve Mathis and Pulp, and that's his opinion. And I'll, it, it's a very common opinion. What you, your opinion seems to be the general consensus, but for oh. some reason, there. I guess you know, there's in our sport, you have the team owners, you have the OEMs, you have the riders, you have the track owners, you have the AMA, you have the FIM and Supercross. There's so many people with their hands in the pot. I I guess it's just a battle amongst whoever you know, whoever's going to come out on top, or whoever's going to have feel like they're in charge. And but I think it needs to come down to the safety of our riders because we have seen so many people get hurt this year in situations that probably could have been avoided. Some of them they can't be avoided. It's a dangerous sport, but you could do things to make it safer, like less not so big jumps.
3: The power of the bikes. Right, I, it's you know I could I could voice my opinion. I know what they're doing in the bikes, and you know, so far it's it's legal per se. But these kids are when they do crash, they're getting pretty banged up, and we need to get it back to reality and bring it back to a NASCAR style.
2: Yeah, you know,
3: I, vehicle, I think it needs to be equal across the board. And, and I, you know, I understand the the factories. They all want the champions. They want sure. to be, you know, number one. And I don't want to knock, you know, none of the manure, none of the OEMs, you know. Right. But I'm the, I support the Mom and Pops of America. And, you know, we want to sell bikes. We want kids to afford to go racing. And, and it's getting, you know, harder and harder every year. Yeah. To compete Absolutely. In the sport. You know, and my guys, I, you know, I have to admit, there, you know, I've got a good group of guys. I mean, you know, I've got three guys making main events. You know, I've got a guy that's top 10, you know, overall in the points that, you know, it's it's amazing that a, a you know a privateer can compete and do that, and then I I hear articles about well half the you know factory guys are hurt, so the privateers are you know whatever. I you know I just I can't get on that subject. Anymore. Right. Well, you know, I mean look. I'm here to try to help support growth.
0: Yeah, That's I mean the reality is there are a lot of injured riders, but that doesn't matter. Guys like John Short in Supercross worked his butt off and got a top ten because he is talented okay. enough to run with those guys, you know, and, and that's on a, a much, much smaller budget, probably an underpowered bike and he oh, deserves all the credit sure. in the world.
3: Well, I called John Short, my punter. <laughs> <laughs> he legally, legally, you know, Scrubbins racing and, and he's a good, he's a good young man that goes to college and races and just like Ben LeMay, yeah. you know, he works in races and, you know, it's it's just it's amazing that these boys put their hearts and souls in what they do, and and you know, my goal is to get them to that next level and and and, and try to get them to a team that appreciates what I do and don't tell them not to say where they come from or not to say what they do, but to talk about you know, hey, the professional journey helped them get to where they are today. Yeah, and they and and they thank me for getting them to that level, just like Weston Pike and the rest of the guys yep. that wrote for me. They know where they come from, and they really appreciate it. And and the teams that are, you know, and, and I think the factories appreciate what I'm doing. You know, it, it's I I could go factory Honda, I can go factory KTM, mm-hmm. but that's my goal is to help the sport grow and help the mom and pops of America. You know, to to help our our kids and grandkids compete and have a a, a job in this society. You know, sure. So, so we want to keep these shops alive and and going. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a strong believer in that, and 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 that's why I teach these young athletes is you know put your heart and soul into it, you'll get there.
5: I
0: Absolutely, mean, you know, I, I, I'm I'm very I appreciative, them. very appreciative of what you do, and and I know the sport is and and uh, Ted, I should have told you when we started in studio, I have my producer's son, Doc Smith. He's sitting here. He's a very fast amateur kid, and he's got some questions for you. Um, at, yeah. like I said, he's an amateur that will probably get his pro license sooner than later and uh i think he's got some That's questions funny. for you
2: um yeah all right i had uh you were talking about your program and everything like that i was just wondering how it worked i mean i know don't they supply their own bikes and what do you supply and things like that
3: well i mean you know we furnish everything on a bike from you know the change to spockets to pistons to graphics to cams to bearings to seals to clutches to brakes to graphics to seat covers to oils to lubricants and you know, you go to tpjracing.com and you see every sponsor that that you know supports my team. I would I would name some of them, but then by God, I might forget one. <laughs> so it's better, better look at my site. You know, we have we furnish the uh, the helmets, the boots, the gear, the levers, the foot pegs. I mean, you know, we furnish everything on a bike to help you guys succeed at a at a goal in life. And you know, I even refund entry fees for top twenty two.
5: Oh, okay. uh, make
3: sure. We're putting a program together to try to help pay motels and flights for guys that are, you know, that are up in the top twenty, twenty and above. And I have all my sponsors are uh, are starting to pay a contingency to help you guys as well. So you know, that's you know my programs to to help you make a living and go racing. Uh, I can hook you up with different mom and pop shops throughout you know, the United States. Right. I mean, we have shops from California to Idaho to Texas to Kentucky that, you know, that helps my guys get bikes at cost.
5: Okay.
3: Uh, it's up in the top, you know, we can get bikes, uh, give to you for the nine months and turn them back in in better shape than you get them. <laughs> I mean, this, is a, this is a program we put together to, you know, give you all a little incentive program to get out there and really push, you know. And yeah. we bring yeah. bringing up some companies that have nothing to do with the, the sport. That's We're putting a pot together next year to... Try to pay for motels and uh, flights, so it's, okay. it's a refund. You know, it's just something to help you go racing, and
0: you know we've yeah, got plenty. That's
3: awesome. We got all, all 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 parts for a bike. We try to furnish for you from tires to the fuels to right.
5: everything.
2: Yeah. Um. I'm, my other question is, uh, how do you sell yourself to or your, and your team to get sponsors in the sport? I mean, it's kind of it's not always the easiest thing.
3: Well, we promote. If okay. I can't increase the sales or something wrong with your product, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I sell yeah, you know my brother says I scare' them into it, No, I don't <laughs> I do a three to five card and and I put a code on there and you know and and they can regulate that that i'm I'm uh increasing the sales of their their product, you know, and yeah. then, then we promote you back in the amateur ranks and 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 the amateur kids want to buy what the pros are running so
5: absolutely yes
3: sir you know, by the end of the day you know we sell Goffler and LaCruz and Lucas and Engine Ice and Fly. Fly and you know and Pirelli and BP, and you know uh, I can go on and on you know at Jervis and yeah. you know it's
0: yeah well, I I got I had the privilege of uh spending a lot of time with you in St. Louis and helping your team out set up a little bit and you know it's it's a small team, and but it's run very professionally, and yeah, all your guys were amazing. Your riders were amazing, and they know that man, you're you're like a father figure to them. You know you you love those kids and this sport, and I think that's really impressive, and it makes them comfortable and feel like they can go out there and compete. Well,
3: that's you know the thing about it is what I explained to these young athletes coming up, even yourself that's coming in this sport. You know, you're racing the fastest guys in the world. And when you're an amateur and you're racing pro sport and you're laughing a guy second and you come in archport and
5: you're
3: 40 and you're beating yourself up, don't do that. <laughs>
5: right. Because there's yeah. 40
3: champions in football. There's one in motocross, okay? And and it's, it's uh, if you're 35th, like I got weeks riding for me, he's 29th, he's 30th. I got Brock Tickle's younger brother, Carson. Carson, back. yep. Yeah, he's running in the top, you know, the 20s, 30s. Yeah. And, and, you know, that's amazing to come in this sport the first year and to be able to put, produce those numbers, those finishes. You know, I had people like Adam Entenap and everybody rode from me. Couldn't even get top 40 for a couple of years. Right. So, so you know, it's, 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 it's tough when you get at this level. And that's what I explained to the parents look, he's up. You know your kids are doing great. You you got to boost their morale, not beat them down.
0: Absolutely, and
3: yeah. Media, let me tell you: social media, Instagram, tweet, Facebook—that's where it is today. You yes, know, I always joke down how you know our generation is hips and knees, and your generation's thumbs. Well, <laughs> it, it, and there's a reason for it, right? It's it's floating. It's social media. Yeah, you know it's 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 today's it's the sign of times. It's today's society.
0: Yeah, I think you said, oh, yeah. said it real well that there can only be one champion. And unfortunately, in our sport, it seems like if you're outside the top three, people, whether it be the fans or the Vital MX guys, they're like, oh, that whoever those top fourth, fifth down, well, those guys suck. They're not doing their job. But they, yeah. I mean, you can only have one winner, period. And, you know, all the, the top 40 guys in the outdoor nationals, or the top, you know, the guys that maybe make the night show and Supercross, but don't make the mains. Those guys can go to your local track and school just about everybody there. They're the talent. Okay. The talent level is insane in our sport, and it's unfortunate that we don't respect that sometimes. Except for a few guys like Adam Knapp or you know, um, like I guess Weston before he got the factory ride. That if they have the personalities like you say and they promote themselves well. That helps out so much because sponsors want that. Sponsors want people that the fans will get behind.
3: Well, that's it. You got to talk about who helps you go racing and be it. There again, that's the respect that I teach them along with the loyalty. You know, you got to thank Pirelli for the tires and thank Lucas for the lubricant and the Engine Ice for the coolant.
5: Right, right. You
3: right. know, look and, and 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 you got to promote these guys that are helping you go racing. And, and there, again, there's 40 champions in football, and by God, in <laughs> motocross. If you're 39th, you're a champion, okay? Exactly. And these other guys, everybody needs to start looking at that. Yeah. You know, when you take my athletes and you move them to your team and you work with them with dietitians and trainers and bikes that are two seconds faster lap than ours, then look at the difference that this, this young athlete can uh, produce for you. You know, it's it's night to day.
0: Yeah, so, no yeah. doubt. <laughs> I mean, it's, we...
3: It's, we we got to help this sport grow. Yeah, we got to bring in more people. We got to bring in more outsiders to 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 help their pay move up, to help the communities move up, because these parents can't keep affording it. No, you're right.
0: if TJ if TJ was I, here, our producer, which is Doc's son, dad, if he was here, he would tell you that he had to change jobs. He decided to take a job out in the oil field where he's not home much. So that Doc can afford to race and go to Loretta's and go to these races. I mean, and not everybody can do that, you know. I mean, and and that's unfortunate because now TJ doesn't really get to race, and TJ can't go to all of Doc's races. He's out busting his ass out in the oil field because the sport oh, is way too expensive.
3: Well, that's why when I when Teddy was growing up as an amateur, you know, I'm very blessed in life. I built a lot of fancy buildings, you know. I, I hard and made my money. And I watch parents struggle, and that's why I put this program together. Yeah, that's why I go after, you know, the the C and L products and uh, Lucas and uh, and the different companies on these bikes and and the moms and pops of America. You know, to, I'm working on a company called Channellocks right now. I mean, they were really impressed, Put my my name, T P J Racing. You know, Channellock is an American-made uh, company. that's here yeah. in America. Sure. You know, this is this is what I'm promoting. I'm. You know, I'm, I'm going after companies here in America to help these young athletes go racing, you know, and, and make them a paycheck. Yes, sir. I'm careful. Okay? And that's what I told the OEM guys. I said, look, you give my guys a bikes through the dealership at $1,000 under their cost. You give these riders, you match a payout. On the on the payout, you match it for my riders up to 22nd, and you give them a parts account. What do you want, Ted? I said, I don't want nothing. I want these riders to make a living. I don't need no check for me. That's you know I want to really promote cool. the dealerships. I want to promote the rider and help them go make a living and and promote the the OEMs through the manual through the the dealerships. Right. That's all I'm
0: at. Man, that's you know? that's amazing. I wish there was more of you in the sport. <laughs> hey, so Ted, I saw on your on the TPJ Instagram um, that you guys have a new rig. Um, kind of that you just sort of – all you said was new things coming or something along those lines. Is is that what you're going to try to – is that going to be the setup for 2019?
3: Yeah, we're coming. Oh, yeah, we're coming.
0: We're coming. I love it. I love it.
3: Yeah, I didn't – you know, I don't ever count my chickens for the hatch. Right. Uh, yes, I have already purchased the trailer. I've got some things in the work to do, two trailers, two, two rigs. Uh, we're going to bring Pirelli in very strong. As one of my big sponsors, Carter Fly Racing, Lucas Oil, and we're signing three-year contracts. We're going to bring in a minimum of ten riders on one side, mandatory ten riders on the back side. Run what you want to run. Oh,
5: That's nice! Something
3: that I'm in this sport, I'm going to promote every every manufacturer, every part in this sport. All my sponsors agreed to it. It's to help the sport grow. So. If we have Henson on the back side, we have Dunlop on the back side. You know, we have Bell Ray on the back side. We have Answer, Thor, Fox, whatever. It's to help these young guys go racing. So I am going to do twenty. I'm gonna try to do ten and ten. And then with Feld Entertainment, if we are gonna do eight of the rounds we'll have the amateur on Sunday, I'm gonna do ten amateur kits.
5: I'm gonna
3: haul their stuff I'm gonna set set them up let their parents get off work on Friday, fly in, watch the race on Saturday, hang out Sunday and and take their kids racing, get back on a plane, be home to work on Monday. I haul their bikes to the next round. And I'm going to do it so cheap they can't afford to do it (laughs) themselves.
0: Well, Ted, I got to say, man, yeah, I got to say, from the day I met you, I was just – beyond impressed with the, the human being that you are and i i wish our like i said wish our sport had more of you um i, I don't know what else i could say you are just i really i really appreciate what you do for our sport because without our privateers we probably have nothing for the most part this and um man i just well, uh, we're, down to, we're down to 12 factory teams yeah right right so. hey so my last question before we wrap this up is uh what do you like better outdoors or supercross as as a fan, and then as a team owner, what what if the if the answer is different for each?
3: Boy, that's a that's a real trick question for <laughs> me. I gotta, you know, oh lordy, 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 lordy. thank God for my blessing because of all I can say, but uh, you know, Supercross pays athletes a whole lot more. Yes, Supercross is more for your corporate world. Outdoors is trying to get there. I love David Coons, Kerry Joe. You know, MX Sports. I don't want to knock anybody and make a decision over one or the other. I, you know, by the end of the day, I want every 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 aspect of the of aspect of the sport to grow. Okay, so you know, money wise, I can I, I can you know bring in more corporations into the right into the super- then I can't into the outdoor side, but I am giving it all I've got and bringing in other companies into the both sides of the sport. Okay, this is, you know, I'm bringing in companies that build buildings and concrete and, yes, sir. you know, diff- different different businesses, you know, in this, in this deal. I have DSC, you know, I have California Coast Plumbers, I have Boyce Excavating, you know, I have, uh, Bars does all the Wi-Fi and all the stadiums. I mean, you know, I have all clear identity at a credit card, card company. So, you know, I, I go after every different aspect, you know, to promote, to try to bring more money to support, to help the sport, to help these guys go racing. You know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to go after, I'm going after a few other companies that I don't want to talk about right now because they ain't signed on the dotted line.
5: Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs>
3: these are some companies that are, uh, that are, uh, it's going to be huge, 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 huge. So, you know, I here's my deal. I like to pay my athlete. You know, it, it's let's say they get first, they get twenty grand. If they get twentieth, fortieth, they get two grand. Yeah, that's what. We're okay. And besides, what the the contingency is and helping these guys, because then they can pay their bills, they can have a family, and they can go racing.
0: Yeah, because a lot of these guys have day jobs, you know, during the week. These privateers. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh,
3: yeah. They have to. They have yeah. to. I mean, they have no choice. Right. It's just like man. I mean, you know, my hat's off to him. And, you know, he, he 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 puts all he got into it. Yeah. I'm sure. You know, and then, you know, Dylan Miriam's still young. He's still, you know, his dad's still helping him out. But, sure. you know, long run, I mean, it's not going to last forever. you got to, you know, move up. You know, he's getting real close to, to getting picked up and be put on a factory team. Yes, sir. You know, and that's what we're looking for, I mean, And I've got, see, I'll do a transport team now, too. I, okay. I don't know if y'all are aware of that. No, I wasn't. But I i haul bikes for $300 a round. I feed them morning snacks, feed them a full-on lunch, and give them a 10 by 20 set-up and take them racing, all the stuff.
5: <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome.
3: And it don't matter what they run. It's detached from my setup. I'm doing it right now. Yeah. Brazilian riders. I've got all kinds of other riders that are on a different program that we try to help go racing as well. I just lost uh, Fabio Gustavo. uh, They're picking his bikes up. He just picked a uh, a factory ride up with Kawasaki in Europe. Oh, okay. So he won't be back for the rest of the outdoors. Like I told him, I said, man, I'm real, real, real pumped for him. I mean, that's our our goal. Yeah. then I, I have Europeans just wanting me to help them go race to the nations. I'm going to the nations this year, so we're working on that.
0: I, I'm working on that, too, to go. That's not an easy race to get credentials for.
3: <laughs> no, but no, I'm already in there. I'm already doing that. I'm already going in as a vendor. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm representing Borelli.
0: Oh, great. Good deal. Well, hopefully, if everything goes right, I will see you there also.
3: Oh, yeah. Well, I'll be there. All right. I'll be there. And what are we on, round five now? Yes, sir. Seven more to go. We're
0: well, go home for <laughs> Well, I will see you this weekend, and uh, I, I hope What's to make Millville in Indiana them? also. Yep. Go what ahead. Was that, I said I hope to make Millville in Indiana also, but we're we're working on that.
3: Yeah, Indiana, that's the final round. I am. Millville's a good one
0: yeah yeah that's I think I'm gonna go up with some of our Dallas uh, some of my buddies that live in Dallas and race out of there and come up to Millville and maybe run amateur day for that one and fly to the Indiana race
3: awesome well you know Josh Pistol's working for me I got to meet his dad oh cool I call, I call him my brother from another mother. <laughs> he runs Sunset Ridge and I'm gonna tell you that's an awesome place nice that man puts a pot in what he does so yeah, yeah I was very fortunate to get to hang out there all week off and become really good friends with him. Uh he puts a lot in this sport on the amateur side. So it's it's good. I mean, sure. you know, it's it's good to help the the sport grow. So but yeah, the other young man that's talking about, you know, getting ready to come pro. Just keep me in mind. Let me know when he's ready to come on and we'll definitely help him go racing.
2: Yes, sir.
0: He will. He's he's uh he just got injured at um, Millville Millville this last weekend at the Loretta qualifiers. Broke his wrist Uh-oh. again, so he's having surgery Thursday. But um, he'll be back, and he'll be fat better than ever.
3: Yep, two by four and duct tape. Come on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey Ted, I really appreciate you. Uh, it was late notice when I got a hold of you, and I really, really appreciate you coming on. It's always a pleasure.
3: Yep, same here. And you know, like I said, I just thank God for my blessings. What I do in life, and you know, I I enjoy it. And hopefully, we can make a change in this sport. Keep on racing and uh, help us grow.
0: Absolutely, thanks, Ted. And I'll see you. I'll see you uh, either Friday evening or definitely Saturday morning.
3: Uh, I'm here already. I'm in front of the Muddy Creek sign.
0: Okay, well, I will search you out as soon as I get there, man. Thanks so much. All right. Thank have a you, good day. Have a day. You too, right. Ted. You too. Thank you, Bud. All All right. Right. Yep. Man, what a great human being. Yeah, it's awesome. Such a good dude. Selfies. Like, Yeah, yeah, he's he's a good guy. Uh, just a uh, blessing to have him in our sport guys we're gonna take our first commercial break and we will be back with the taylor hyman
2: hey this is ryan dungy and you're listening to the moto x-pod show
1: hey kylie does your husband have to deal with leaking shafts no way kathy he uses shock socks the original and number one 10 second removable fork seal protector looks like the best way to keep grit and grime out of your fork seals So, if you don't want the headache and expense of constantly replacing fork seals, get Shock Socks. Go to shocksocks.com and visit them on Facebook to pick your color. And don't forget, they are available for street bikes too.
0: If you're in the Dallas-Fort Worth area and you need an amazing deal on a residential or commercial roofing job, or if you just need a new fence, a custom patio, a pergola, or even a new metal building, Five Star Roofing of Texas is who you need to call. Chad Mayo and his crew will knock it out of the park for you just as easily as JS7 blitzes a set of whoops. He even offers a moto discount and is a proud sponsor of our friend, John Short. Chad is a true motohead and does incredible work. So give Five Star Roofing of Texas a call at 214-402-8565 or check them out at www.fivestarroofingofTexas.com or on Instagram at Five Star Roofing of Texas. And that's the word five, F-I-V-E. So check them out, call Chad Mayo and get a great deal. Tell them Moto X Pod sent you. Dark side here. Are you guys in the market for a set of new custom graphics? Are you tired of the same old basic layouts the big box companies offer? Well, if so, then you need to check out MX Girl Designs. From custom graphic kits, stickers, reproductions and even vintage, MX Girl does it all. Call or text Shar at 936-828-1472. Or email Shar C H A R at MXgirl.com. And that's MXgirl G-U-R-L. And tell her, Moto XPod sent you. You got the one snowman
4: on eastbound and down. Hey guys, Muscle Mark here. I want to introduce you to my friends over at York Dwelling and
0: Fab. From new construction, truck beds, barbecue grills, and anything else you can come up with, York Welding and Fab has you covered. With deep motocross roots and 20-plus years experience, York Welding and Fab is a brand you can put your trust in. Call Carl at 903-780-7369. That's 903-780-7369 and tell him Moto X Pod sent you. Madjack Synthetics is an independent dealer of Amsoil synthetic oils. Amsoil has been around for 45 years and was the first company to bring synthetics to the general public in 1972. Since then, Amsoil has led the way in application-specific oils and fluids designed solely for your cars, trucks, motorcycles, boats, and more. We understand what your needs are when it comes to protecting your investments, whether it be your motorcycles or the vehicle you use to transport your motorcycles.
4: Dane Evans
3: and Mad Jack Synthetics is nationwide with customers and warehouses all across the USA and Canada. By joining the Preferred Customer Program, anybody can buy Anzoil products factory direct at wholesale pricing. Want to stock it at your shop or use it on your fleet of vehicles for your business? Would you like to become an Anzoil dealer and have a tax write-off for your trips to the track or trail and start selling Anzoil to your friends and fellow racers? With AMZOL, you get free shipping on orders over $100 even when you are a
6: wholesale customer. Contact Dane Evans to find out how it all works.
0: We at Mad Jack Synthetics are riders and racers just like the guys at the Moto X Pod Show. We know what you need to keep you in the game week in and week out. AMZOL Incorporated is a sponsor of many of your favorite series. Monster Energy Supercross, Snowcross, ATV MX, Daytona Bike Week the Sturgis Motorcycle Rally, GNCC, King of the Hammers, Hot August Night's Car Show, and Motorcycle Mechanics Institute. Contact Dane and tell him the Moto X-Pod show sent you. Let him help you save money on your maintenance using AMSOIL. Contact Dane at 805-531-9551 or toll free at 855-623-5225 or at madjackdiesel.shopamsoil.com. Like us on, and contact us on Facebook at Dane Amsoil Guy, on Twitter at Dane underscore Evans 393, and on Instagram at Dane underscore Amsoil Guy. Okay, guys, we are back from commercial. Our next guest is the beautiful Taylor Hyman, and she is brought to you by MX Girl Designs. So if you guys are looking for new graphics for your bike, whether it be vintage or modern bikes, Shar can do it. Uh, contact Shar at mxgirl.com. Hit her up on Instagram. That's really the best way to get a hold of her. She does killer work at great prices, and she races, too. She's a badass chick on a bike, just like our next guest. Taylor, how are you tonight?
1: I'm good. How are you guys?
0: Doing real good. Um, So have you been training for this? uh, Well, let's tell everybody what you're doing. You are about to do the longest desert race in the U.S. with a couple teammates, the Vegas to Reno. Have you been training a lot? How's that going?
1: Of course, I'm always training, I'm uh, always racing, so I'm always just trying to um, get out there and stay on the bike and practice enough, but yeah, that's coming up in about seven weeks.
5: Okay. Um, I
1: believe it's August 16th. Yeah. So it starts on a Thursday, and um, you have 24 hours to complete the race, so... 550 miles of fun. <laughs>
0: Woo, that's what I was about to ask, how far. I When I used to be a teenager and I lived in Barstow, the B to V, the Barstow to Vegas was the big thing. Uh, that's before your time, because I'm old. <laughs> but, then, yeah, I knew they had changed it to Vegas to Reno. Now, have you done this race before, this event?
1: Actually, yes. I raced it last year, and um, that was my first desert race ever. Okay. <laughs> with wow. Vegas to Reno, so I just kind of jumped into it. I was lucky enough to be invited on the team by one of my teammates that I invited to, onto our team now, Amber West. Mm-hmm. And um, she, you know, asked me if I wanted to do 100, 150 miles of the race. And I was just <laughs> like, yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> so uh, we got out there. We raced in Open Amateur against eight other all-guys teams who were the only all-women's team. And we ended up finishing third.
0: Nice. Nice. So
1: we we did really well for our our first um, complete Vegas Torino race.
0: I would say so. And now, uh, if I, <laughs> I if I have the information right, your other teammates are like you said, Amber West. Um, mm-hmm. How many is it? Four of you together?
1: Yes, it's four so, total. So, so it's, it's myself,
0: Sierra Amber West. y'all yeah, let you tell it. Go Sierra ahead.
1: Aguilar, and um, and then my sister, which this will be her first big desert race, also. Um,
0: jody hyman yeah that's really impressive like i don't think i could race probably more than about 10 miles <laughs> before i was <laughs> tired and was ready to sit on the couch so <clears throat> i'm i that's i love riding the desert it's been geez 25 years since i've got to do it but i mm-hmm. i would love to come out there i don't want to do the the vegas torino but i would certainly <laughs> like to come out there and ride but uh so tell me how you like. What's a day of training like for you? Like you know, do you do things different every day, or you know, what is your routine?
1: Yeah, I always try to do something every day, and because I can only ride on the weekends really, so I'll be lucky to get a good one or two rides a weekend. But during the week, I like to um, I like to do hot Pilates and yoga. And then I'll also pair that – I'll do, like, two days, and I'll pair that with going to the gym and, like, lift heavy so I get all my muscle strength in and then go loosen up with some hot yoga. So that's been working out really well for me. And then I just try to race a lot. Like, we're doing the Moran night race. Uh, we did one two weeks – two weekends ago now. We did the night race, and we placed second. That's also on a team. And then
0: um, – And is that is that also off-road, or is that, like, motocross?
1: So, yeah, the Moran night race, it's, it's like preparing a Tervés Torino. Okay. So, like, the last one was a 20-mile course, um, for, and you race for about four hours or until the leader does five laps. And then, um, so you switch off riders every lap, but four right. hours in the dark.
0: Yeah, I was just thinking about that. Like, okay, so desert racing is pretty dangerous. You think about the people that have died in Baja. I mean, mm-hmm. you're flying through the desert at mock speeds and there's not necessarily medical attention always close by um i don't know how right. well this particular event how they how they uh what's where right. mark their retur- chart the course and everything but when you're out there at night like how do you communicate because I, there's certainly not, i would assume there's not good cell service do you have radios like what happens if you have a mechanical or a, an injury
1: so um my dad actually just put on a rugged race system onto our bike, so we're able to communicate back to pit. We tested it out last weekend for the first time, and it reached over 20 miles back to wow. pit, and we were going through canyons and all that stuff. So he bought the whole setup, has a huge 20-foot antenna um, that goes on his truck. So it worked really well. We were able to um, report back to camp if we had a crash, and the the devices in our helmet. So Okay. You just pre- you just press a button on the bike and um, you're talking to whoever's back at camp. But nice. was able to report problems or somebody was down. Yeah. So it worked out really well. But so Vegas Torino is going to be um, different because it's a lot longer distance between pits a pit. We'll always be moving, and trophy trucks as well.
5: Yeah. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. It that's gets a
1: little scary, but I
0: would say so. Yeah. Um, so when you're running this course, um, I'm sure it's marked. But like, how wide of an area do you have? Do you have like miles of width that you could t- take different areas, or is it pretty, pretty narrow? And you know, like where you're going, does that make um, sense? Does that Vegas make sense? Torino.
1: Yeah, in Vegas, Torino or the Moran race,
0: uh, the Vegas Torino.
1: So for Vegas Torino, they're all um, pretty, you know, wide ranges because trophy trucks have to be able to go through them. Mm-hmm. So and but you can hit those like narrow spots when you come into the canyons. Um, it really just depends. Like they take you some through some pretty rough stuff.
0: Yeah. That's that's awesome. I mean I have watched Baja, like I said. Of course I I did a little bit of riding in the desert, but that's yeah, just gnarly. I mean, we go out and do motocross, but it's you know, good lord, five hundred how many miles yeah. did you say it was? <laughs> five what? It's about 550. Jeez I believe. Mighty. I, I just like, whew, I'm getting tired thinking about it. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean,
1: it took us about 14 and a half hours last year to finish. So, And that was on a good day. We didn't really have any issues besides a flat tire on the last 70 miles. Right. Um, but we ended up finishing about four hours ahead of fourth place.
0: Damn. So, you, so, I so mean, how experienced are the other girls on your team? Like you said, Amber West was on your team last year. This is Jody's yes. first year, uh, but how mm-hmm. much time does does your sister and how much time does Sierra actually have riding just generally in the desert?
1: Um, so they actually do really really well in the desert. My sister actually just raced the Silver State three hundred solo. She raced, she Ironman it, so it was like three hundred miles, and she did two hundred and seventeen by herself. Wow! Yeah, I was at a different race, and Sierra um actually has a knee injury, so she couldn't race that, and she was winning for Vegas Torino. So, for us to keep our points in the championship, my sister had to solo it by herself.
2: Yeah, so, um, how do y'all do the pit stops and for fueling and everything like that? Do y'all carry fuel on y'all, or how does that work?
1: So, um, each pit, it's um, predetermined on a map, so if we have, we'll have multiple trucks, and they'll go ahead just to set up in time, but you come into the pits and um, you pull up to your spot, wherever your mat is, gas up, get water, change riders, however it is, and then back on the bike and you're going.
0: Okay. And do they allow you like a crew? Like, you know, if your dad's there, can he be there ahead of time and help you fuel up or is that something you have to do mm-hmm. yourself?
1: Oh, no. You can have a, a full-on pit crew, hands-on. You just have to make sure you're on top of that, that mat, no okay. gaskets on the, on the dirt. And fire extinguisher nearby, and you're good. Right,
0: right. <laughs> and do you guys run any kind of GPS, or do you just pretty much know where you're going from markers?
1: Um, they mark the course really well, and we'll also have the course laid out for us beforehand so we can kind of see where we're going. Okay. But the markers work out really well.
0: Right. Um, so tell me a little bit, or tell the listeners about the T-shirts, because you guys are selling some T-shirts to raise some money.
1: Yeah, I mean, Vegas, Torino, it's definitely not cheap. So, um, we decided to sell t-shirts at 20 bucks a piece. If you're in town, it's not going to have to ship them to you. It's an extra $5 per t-shirt and, uh, we can ship those to you. And yeah, you can contact me on Instagram at, uh, at Taylor underscore 362. if you'd like to get one. So, but it's just helping cover like all the race costs and gas and parts we have to get for the bike beforehand.
0: Right. Yeah, I, I hope to have mine in the next day or two, so I'm I'm looking forward to
1: it. Oh, yeah, it. I, think, uh, I sent you one, so. Yeah,
0: yeah, I was going to wear it tonight if it got here, but, you know, it, it takes a little while to get out here in Texas. Our mail's slow. <laughs> yeah. Um, And you're also, are you still doing the Big Six series, correct?
1: Yes, I'm racing Big Six, two different um, series within that Big Six, and then Works
0: itself. Oh, you're doing Works also. Okay, yeah, well, I just did yeah. a... Uh, a interview with Gary Sutherland that was on our Patreon account. And we talked about, Mm -hmm. we went race by race with his issues and he's had a number of mechanicals. How are you doing in both those series?
1: Um, for big six, I'm doing really well. I'm racing the women's Intermediate and the West coast GP women's intermediate. Um, and I'm leading the championships in those classes. Sweet. Going into the summer with, I think there's three or four races left. Um, and then in the work series, um, I had to miss the last race, so I'm sitting second in, the, in points for that into the summer.
0: Very nice. And, and um, there's, you know, do you have do you like one of those series better than the other, or are they kind of the same?
1: Um, I lo- I prefer Big Six. Just I like um, going over to Cali all the time and riding those tracks over there, and people are awesome. So.
0: Cool, um, hang on. You got that one, Doc? Oh yeah. i'm oh, sorry, sorry about that, Taylor. <laughs> so,
2: how did okay. the uh, makeup to mud help you?
1: Oh, makeup to mud. Um, that helps me a lot. You know, it, a lot of people reached out to me after that, and um, people, you know, wanting, you know, just telling me they love my story and what it stands for and everything. So, I made a lot of good connections, but. I think, like, my favorite part about Makeup smud coming out was all the younger girls coming up to me, like, at the races and stuff, and they, like, recognize me, and they tell me I'm inspiring to them, and that's probably the best part about it.
2: Okay. So, um, you talk about the younger girls and everything. How did you get started in (laughs) racing in general?
1: Uh, I actually didn't start even riding until about five years ago, and then I started racing last year, so... Um, uh, for the first four years, it was just for fun, you know, just race at the local track, nothing like how I'm racing right now. And then last year, uh, a switch just went off and decided to go out there and try and win some championships.
0: Okay. That's really awesome. That's awesome. It's very impressive. Hey, Taylor, how <laughs> old are you? I know you're not supposed to ask that, but I'm older than you, so it doesn't matter.
1: I'm 22.
0: 22. And <laughs> yes. are you currently single? I am. <laughs> so would you, if in a relationship, would you be looking for somebody that also rides or does it really matter to you?
1: Um, no, I don't really see any kind of relationship. I'm really focused on myself okay. and like, I plan to travel the world once I graduate in the nah, next six right months. Right on. Yeah, there you go. So. I bet that I mean, makes I your just... dad really happy. <laughs> yeah i love that (laughs) yeah
0: that's really cool yeah uh, because you were you told us last time you you know you're going to school and you have big plans and big goals and that's really impressive that you're not just kind of uh you know that you that you know what you want out of life and that's really great and i think that's a a good thing um
1: yeah definitely i'm always um just doing what i want to do yeah yeah there's nothing wrong with that
0: (laughs) nothing wrong with that um (laughs) So I guess my last question: We we talked about your dad being involved and helping you out. Um, how does he? He's got two da- just two daughters that are racing, right? I don't know how many, how many how many siblings do you have total?
1: Just me and my sister. Okay,
0: so does it stress your parents out when you guys are at two different events? And uh, I mean, it's obviously a dangerous sport, and you're spread out. How, how do they handle that? How do your parents negotiate? I
1: don't... <laughs> Um, for the last race where my sister was out racing in the desert and I was out racing in Prem, my dad was so stressed out. I felt <laughs> so bad. But um, but he ended up going with my sister and my mom came to watch me. And then I also have a lot of support at these races, so yeah. he wasn't too worried that I wouldn't get the help that I needed. So cool. he went to go help my sister because I was like a way longer – Ironmaning 217 miles is insane.
0: Right. And how old is so. <laughs> she? She's younger than you, correct?
1: My sister, yes, yeah, she's younger than me. She actually started riding before me, but she is 20.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. So st- still both adults, though. So I, I, I thought, for some reason, I thought she was like 16 or 17.
1: No. <laughs> but still, it doesn't matter how Our old parents, you are.
0: Your parents are going to always worry about you as if you were eight.
1: Oh, my gosh, yeah. It's <laughs> such a family-oriented sport. Yeah. And it's it's dangerous, but, yep. you know, there's there's no greater feeling than being out there and having your family supporting you, and they love it, too. So
0: Absolutely. Taylor, again, um, I, I appreciate you coming on the first time, and I appreciate you coming on again tonight. And I, I think <laughs> what you're doing is amazing. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's important that we promote the women as much as we do the men. You know, some people may not think that way, but I don't really care. We love the women that race. <laughs> I think it's really great. We've had, I don't know if you ever get really a good chance to listen to our show, but we've been trying to have a lot of females on lately. And there's so many people in the industry that, that help this industry out. And I think it's important to keep talking about it. So anytime you Definitely. have anything going on, if you want to come on, you just let me know. If you have anything to promote, just let us know because uh, we want to help you out.
1: Thank you so much, Jamie. I really appreciate you and uh, how you promote the sport.
0: Absolutely, and tell, tell us, tell everybody your Instagram again, so they can come support you and order a t-shirt if they want.
1: Yeah, so you can uh, follow me at, at Taylor underscore three sixty two on Instagram and find me at Taylor Hemman, uh on Facebook.
0: Right on, and we'll we'll definitely uh, put that out on Instagram later this evening and. Yeah, guys, order a shirt, man. You know it's twenty bucks, and it helps the ladies out. It's probably twenty five if you're not in the Vegas area, but <laughs> but twenty five dollars for a really killer moto t shirt, supporting three badass chicks that are going to go out and do something that probably none of us could do. Uh, I I wish I could buy another one, and I may actually buy another one before. How much? How many uh, more do you have? You got a bunch of them? Oh uh,
1: yeah, just let me know what you want. Yeah, I may. Uh,
0: <laughs> I think I'm going to order another one. I want everybody to sign it, and we will. We'll do a giveaway on the show or something. You get all the the ladies to sign it, and we'll do a giveaway.
1: Oh, definitely. We'll work on something. Okay, cool. Sure. Well, I'll
0: get with you this w- next week, and I'll order another one, and we'll do that. So, Taylor, you have a good night, and good luck, and keep us posted on everything.
1: You know it. Thank you, guys.
0: All right. Have a good, have a good night. night. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. What do you think about a 500-mile desert race at night at times and. Sounds pretty sketchy, honestly. <laughs> you think? Yeah, a little yeah. bit. Like, I, honestly, riding in the desert, as I recall, like I said, it's been a long, long time. It was like 1990 Yeah. last time I rode in the desert, and I, I did do a desert race. It was a 52 mile loop, and it was a team race. So I did 52 miles, came back in, my dad did 52, and then I did, you know, we each did it twice. Okay. And it was a lot of fun. Really cool, but. Um, but a lot of different, lot different than what we do now, and it's been yeah. a long time. But it's it's cool, man. I, I really think I would get into that kind of stuff. I probably, if I lived out there, would rather do that. I think almost. Oh, really? Because it's always different, you know. Yeah, I love I motocross. So. I love jumping, but like you do the same track, you loop, you know, five laps yeah, or whatever. You're not
2: going like like 90 miles an hour. Well, I
0: wouldn't be doing 90 <laughs> miles an hour anyway. I'd be doing like 30 miles an hour, just cruising. Yeah. And then go up some canyons. Like, that's the stuff I remember as a kid. I was still learning to ride a little bit, but, like, going up some cool ravines. And, like, some of them not even being able to do it having to have my buddy come down and ride my bike up, you know, because I just didn't know how to do it yet. And I think that'd be fun to go out and do some of that. And riding along, like, ridges, like a mountaintop, basically, that was only the width of the tires. Oh, that sounds sick. And just kind of, you know, I was going really slow. My buddies were hauling ass, but it was just cool. (laughs) And, like, you would lose them. They'd be out in the desert. He's like, where'd everybody go? (laughs) You just have to ride in one direction until you find them again. And, yeah, it was cool, man. All right, guys, uh, another quick break, and we will be back with the Bud Man. Episode 83 Moto XPod Show. Our next guest is brought to you by Five Star Roofing of Texas. Guys, if you're in the Dallas, Fort Worth area, anywhere around North Texas, Chad Mayo and Five Star Roofing of Texas can do pretty much any job you need, whether it be residential or commercial jobs, composite or metal roofs, fences, custom patios, pergolas, or even metal building. Chad Mayo and Five Star Roofing of Texas can handle it. And they even give a moto discount. And remember, they are a proud sponsor of, Ch- of Privateer John Short. Our next guest is one of the baddest men to ever ride a dirt bike, Buddy Antonez, the Bud Man. What's up, dude?
6: (laughs) How much? Thanks for the introduction. Five Star Roofing, I love
0: it. Yeah, man. Uh, Look at the
6: roofing handle.
0: It's one of our buddies, Chad Mayo. He's a vet rider, and he he does all kinds of things in Texas to support this this sport that we all love. Yeah,
6: even better.
0: that's even that's even better
6: story. All right, he's so a good get dude. Go call him, call
0: him, hire him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. If you need any work out there in SoCal, he'll come out and do it for you. Hit, hit him <laughs> up, bud, man. For, I'm in, not in
6: So I'm not in SoCal anymore. I'm in North Carolina. Oh,
0: you moved up there permanently? I should have known that. I'm, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I,
6: I, I was talking with with Weston, and I'm like, six ten. They haven't called yet, huh? I'm like, oh, maybe they think I'm still on uh, California time, and so anyhow,
0: yeah, we, that's we my bad. Together. I had you, I put no, you no, on I'm later good. in the show because I'm thinking you're out in SoCal, and I try to go east to west on our guests. That's my bad, dude.
4: <laughs> no,
6: you're all good. I, I forgot to even mention it to you, so all good. But yeah, I'm on the East Coast. Made the made the move over here, and uh, in July, bringing the rest of the family over. So
0: yeah, I think uh, you told Italian us that. Times. Yeah, before and you know, yeah. just. I'm I'm getting old, buddy. Man, I, I my memory's yeah. not real good.
6: Aren't we all? <laughs> I can barely remember anything. Barely remember what I had for breakfast.
0: Right, right, exactly. <laughs> so tell me, man, what do you what do you think about the season so far outdoors for JGR? It's been uh you know, pretty <laughs> wild. You had some guys leave, some guys injured, some guys coming back, some guys move around.
6: Yeah. It's 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 been interesting and um you know, we keep having you know, good weekends here and there, but we haven't had where we're having weekend after weekend, you know, go exactly the way we want. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you know, we're doing good stuff. And, um, you know, the moves were the move that kind of, you know, came up for us to move opened a lot. You know, I said opened a lot of doors of opportunities for, for, uh, people within our team.
5: Mm-hmm.
6: Um, so, you know, things that have happened obviously, um, are things that happen you know in a positive way and lopes gets to do the whole series you know right justin gets the right 450 move him up on the 450 um and then you know or we're all still you know Bogle's coming back here soon so you know we're gonna be firing all cylinders here soon
0: yeah with um with phil leaving i mean i know he's basically family to the team but you know that yep. that was a really great opportunity for him and then hill moves to the 450 for now um and if if he can continue to do what he did this last weekend on the 450 and be be that consistent up in the top five like that, when Bogle comes back, will you guys consider having a three man 450 team?
6: Oh yeah, if if Justin's doing good and Bogle comes back, yeah, we'll we'll run three. Okay. Um, I mean, you know, why do we want to keep? You know, we want to, we want Justin to get ready as much as he can for next year. This was was kind of the move and and what uh. And Jeremy Aldrich was thinking you know some of this is going towards next year for preparation for him and right um, and so it's you know it's a it's a move that um, we know that you know we can do and uh, and want to do as long as everyone's doing well
0: right and how difficult that is is that within the team when you have a guy that's on a 250 and he moves to the 450 because the bikes aren't the same i know you have the parts yeah but it it changes uh you know their settings are different it's a lot of work and then you have you know lopes lopes is on the 250 i mean how difficult is that to move things around and and adjust for different riding styles from the 250 to 450 whatever you know is that hard on the team or is it just day-to-day it's It's, it's
6: it's definitely not easy. It's not like your you know week to week routine you have. It throws you know some other elements into it. Like you know that shop is just bustling sometimes. Yeah. You know mechanics can just go and just going going going. And you look in there and it's like there's work being done. You know. And and the fortunate thing for us with everybody being back here on the east in North Carolina is you know it's only thirty forty minutes up to our track. Right. Um. So you know we can send our, our, suspension guy could come up. He's got everything at the track to, to rebuild there. Um, you know, he could send a shock up with just the mechanics to, to try, you know, uh, with us back here, we don't have to have practice mic mechanics because, you know, our mechanics are here. So right, right. everything, everything, everything's being done at the highest level.
0: Yeah. That's, okay. that's a really cool, uh, I like, I like the way JGR has done that. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. uh,
6: well, one thing I was going to ask
2: is about, like, you and mm-hmm. your your part of the training. How is it working mm-hmm. with, like, Enzo Lopes compared to, like, the veteran pros you have on the team?
6: You know, um, Enzo, I, I got to, you know, spend a little time working with him um, on technique here, here as late. And the kid takes to it, like, really, really fast. It just shows how talented he is. Um, he's, you know, we call him the kid, and he is uh, a lot of fun to work with, Um does everything that you ask, um, does some things that he probably doesn't want to do, but he does it anyway, you know? So, you know, you can't ask for anything more than that. Someone who's willing and able and, and wanting to, um, to do the things that he, he knows he should, uh, there for a little bit, it was a little bit of adjustment for him getting used to racing every weekend and what you do during the week and, you know, coming from the amateur world, it's, it's a different ball game, you know? Yeah. Um, and I really felt like this last week, you know, we had a really good week on the bike, um, we worked on starts a bunch, He got a third place start, you know, and he's, he, I think it was just find, finding that flow and that, you know, what he needs to be doing the week on the bike, off the bike, you know, riding wise, all that. So, um, from my standpoint, man, the kids, the kids awesome. Yeah. And, uh, and it, I was really surprised when I worked some technique with him, how quick he got it and adapted. But I know he spent some time working with Brett Metcalf and, you know, um, you know, did a great job with him. Whenever you get a kid that you, you lose some technique around, you know whoever had him before did good work. It's not it's not throwing anything curveballs at him.
0: Yeah. Well, he's he's sitting, I believe, 17th in points overall right now. What was the team's mm-hmm. expectations for him coming in, if you even had any, and did he have expectations of where he would like to be?
6: Um, You know, to be honest with you, we're, we're hoping he gets in the top 10. That okay. would be, you know, really, I think, really good and good for him. Um, I honestly think he didn't really know. And then, um, you know, the first few races, he got in the mix a little bit, and then they kind of took off on him. Yeah. So he was like, whoa, you know. (laughs) And then uh, this last weekend, you know, he finally got a good start with those front guys, and you you can't learn that unless you get up there. And he said, I didn't expect it to be that fast up there. You know? Yeah. Well, so, I,
0: can, I can understand that. So
6: he's he's a humble kid as well, and he's a kid that doesn't sugarcoat anything. Like at his first motto he's up front, got freight trained, and he's like, "I got tired," you know, because he was making a bunch of mistakes mm-hmm. and and uh, you know trying to fend them off, but didn't really couldn't really stop the bleeding, right? Right. Um, but the one thing with him and a lot of young kids, they give you full effort, you know, and that's that's something that's you know hard to beat.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think that, that shows their integrity and their personality and that, that's something that a team would look for. I mean, you, you want somebody that's going to work for you, not just expect it, get handed to them. So that's impressive. And, you know, we've talked on, on this show, we've had a lot of the younger kid. We've had Ryder Francesco and Carson Mumford yeah. and Jet Reynolds yeah. and, and um, Hunter Yoder. And those kids, man, like, I love their personalities, man. I just I, these, This next generation coming up, Seems like they have their head on right. They're having fun. Their parents have taught them well. At least the kids we've talked to, and I think that's really good for teams like you and all the teams you know, as they come up. You've got some a good group of kids to choose from, and and a team needs people with personality, you know, to to be out there and talk to the sponsors and and promote the sponsors. And I, I think I think that's really good for our sport.
6: Yeah, it's funny you say that. I, I've been saying the same thing to like a few people. Like, there's a good group of kids. Coming up that have been coached from an early age, um, and they work, and, you know, they're good on their social media, mm-hmm. you know, and so, you know, you know, anything can happen between now and then, but there is a good group of kids uh, stacked up, lined up, ready to come up into the, the racing yeah. uh, professional ranks, sorry, and with that, and you guys know the better that level is, the better the racing is, and then the more people want to watch it. Absolutely. The more our sport grows.
0: So how much are you involved with keeping up with the amateur stuff for JGR and what's coming?
6: Well, I uh, I went to Texas and spent a little bit of time there. Um, and then um, probably, uh, you know, hopefully me and Jeremy will go down to, to Loretta Lynn's to, to, to look down there as well. Um, and we work closely with Chris Wheeler at Suzuki, who, um, you know, is in charge of all the amateur stuff and more Mm -hmm. um so you know i'm keeping my eye on things and 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 ultimately trying to you know lend advice to jeremy and and wheeler of what i know from coming from amateur being around it for years right um but you know it is one of those things if you spend too much time away you lose a little touch so you got to kind of figure out how to kind of stay in contact with it sure and um and know it you know I know the next three or four years, pretty maybe maybe three years, pretty good. Maybe through Ryder D, um, you know, I know you know kind of all those guys through there. So yeah, um, you know, the the thing that that we're trying to do with J.J.R. and Suzuki is is really start to lay that foundation so we have some of these these RM Army kids, you know, a place for them to know that they can they can work towards absolutely um, and, and and make it back here in North Carolina and, and be on the the factory team and and uh, put all their hard work to good use.
0: Well, I've got a two-part question to follow up what you just said then. Mm-hmm. Who do you see coming up that may be a top prospect that that is kind of under the radar right now? That's the first question. Somebody that maybe we're not thinking of, not not seeing.
6: Well, and, um, big bike, little bike.
0: Just anything, just matter. you pick. Somebody that stands out to you.
6: Um uh simmonson or simmonson uh i can't I always mess up his last name he, he he trains back at sob um i think it's I think number 70 simmons simmonson or something like that um okay. I, I know his first name too but it's not coming to me that's right okay
0: now. well that's something that we can uh, like look watch for then i was out at freestone is that the race you were talking about you guys were out there for the JSA? yeah, yeah, I, I, went oh, yeah mm-hmm. I went that friday
6: 70
0: yeah i went to friday at the end of the week and and Went out there. I didn't know you guys had been out there. I would have tried to come meet you or something. We're we're about two hours well, from there.
6: Yeah, just I was there uh okay. for a little bit. I had to go up to the next race. But yeah, yeah, yeah I was just there for a little bit. But uh it's Devin anyhow the Simmons. kid was Devin Simmons. There it is. You got it. Yeah. Um, well let, go ahead. Yeah, he was on a stock bike there in, in uh in um Yeah. And you know, running good, you know, and and really you know, giving it a, a good effort and had some speed, you know, maybe needs a little bit of work, but that's what you're looking for. You sure. Know? Sometimes those diamonds in
0: the rough. Well, yeah, that's kind of like, you know, Ryan Dungey was that diamond in the rough, you know, and um, let me put my, uh, my agent hat on here. And if you're looking for a really uh-huh. fast kid from Texas, um, I know uh-huh. a young man named Doc Smith that is winning yeah. championships and championships, mm-hmm. they're B, yeah, but they're B right. class, but, no C or C class, well, but they're they're gonna be B class eventually. Doc, yeah. promote hopefully, yourself.
6: Hopefully next year, that's the goal. <laughs> hey, a uh, little known guy named McGrath came through the B class and worked his way up, and our C class, yeah. sorry, and went B, and went A, and yeah, yeah, did it. You know, yeah. well, it's, it's 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 a little bit harder in today's world, but right, anything's possible. Anything's possible, Doc. Don't give up.
0: Well, he Live he trains, train, He trains with Kyle Regal and. uh Taylor oh, Painter yeah, at, yeah. at was well, underground. They're starting their own place now, but he uh he just broke his wrist this last weekend at Millville again. Again. So he's injured right uh, now, but he uh he's definitely an up and coming kid to keep your eye on when you go to some of these amateur nationals. What
6: When he gets in the B class, I'll definitely make sure I watch yeah. out for Doc Smith.
0: I'll definitely uh, got it. I'll definitely send That's his right. info your way once that happens. So uh, anyway, anyway, Bud man, um so, what do you like better, motocross, supercross, as far as being at the track, you know, being there with the team, what, what is more fun for you?
6: Man, it, it, as a racer, just to go back to racer, as a racer, I look forward to motocross starting, you know, with supercross have been going on for so long. Um, as the position I'm in now, then outdoor days are just gnarly, you know, um, they're hard so yeah you know but i love the grit of of the outdoors and i love the excitement of supercross so it's, it's really tough to say you okay. know um really 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 tough to say um as a true enthusiast of the sport you know how can you not love them both
0: yeah absolutely absolutely Go ahead, Doc. Um, so that, was, that was
6: diplomatic, too. No, it's a fair answer because <laughs> yeah, I don't
0: fine. know that I have a favorite either. So I was just – I was seeing if you did.
6: So what are your yeah.
2: thoughts about the Arena Cross going away for this next year?
6: My thoughts are, um, first off, you know, I'm sad to see it go. It, it was, uh, uh, you know, a series that provided for, you know, uh, racers and families Um but I'm also, you know, one thing that hasn't been mentioned a whole lot is the fact how Feld, you know, put that series on for a lot of years and did a lot of good for a lot of people. Yes, sir. Um, and, and, including myself. And I think that gets lost a little bit uh, with everybody, you know, just seeing the series go away. Um, but they're they're business people, and if it doesn't make sense business wise, you know, they got to do other things. And and we have to understand that, you know. Sure. Um, but in, in the scope of me.
0: Um yeah, it's sad to see it go. Yeah, it it's a bummer. You know, I'm I'm good friends with Daniel Blair and mm-hmm. I I you know I feel bad for him. I'm I'm sure other things will come up, but that that was he was really good at the announcing. That was a good gig for him, and then the racing, the, the teams, you know, our our supercross in, in specifically in supercross, you have these certain number of teams and there's not enough of them. There's not enough places for the riders to go all the riders we have and then some of them have rides in arena cross and now those are gone and that's it's scary Mm -hmm. i mean it really is we have so many talented riders in this in this country that are trying to earn a living and there's just not enough places for them to go and earn that living true and
6: it it just makes it a little a little bit tougher for sure yeah
0: yeah so hey i want to ask we had uh justin bogle on a couple weeks ago and Mm -hmm. i as I've I've been in the past when I've talked to him, I was very very impressed with. He made a big step, you know. I guess it was last year when he decided to move from Oklahoma, go to Florida with basically mm-hmm. nothing. Almost he got, you know, he didn't have anything. I think he had an apartment with some lawn chairs or something like that. You know, I mean, he decided uh-huh. to make a big move for his career and um, come out east. I, I just think that that young man has got a lot going for him. I hate to see that he's been injured. You know, talk a little yeah. bit about him as a as a person and as a as a and an employee, as a writer for your team. How how does he? How do you feel about him?
6: You know, to be honest with you, I haven't spent a whole lot of time with him because okay. he's he's been down in Florida. He's come up for a week here and there. I was commuting back and forth, you know, a little bit to um um California and here. Um, he just was up for a week testing, and you know, um. I, I enjoy his company, you yeah. know, we seem, we seem to get along, he's he's funny, um, you know, but he, he is, he's a real, you know, what I didn't realize is he's real, you know, serious about, you know, what he's doing, you know, which, I guess all of them are, but he, you know, he, he, he seemed to me, you know, uh, really in tune with, you know, trying to get the bike set up and doing those little things that make, make the difference for him. Yeah. And, um, you know, At the end of the day, he's a super talent on the bike, you know, um, and, you know, looking forward to him getting back racing, you know, see, see, um, if he can, you know, take this season that's been, you know, injury plagued and turn it around. That's, uh, that's something that's cool to see. And it's a good story. Absolutely. So, um, you know, we're behind him and, and trying to help him, uh, write that script, you know?
0: Yeah, I think he he did a a pod with with Weege that, that <clears throat> uh-huh. did I don't know if you listened to it on the, the Racer X pod. And you No, could, but I heard about it. Yeah, it's it's amazing. His his emotions, man. You, if you don't if you don't become a fan of Justin Bogles after listening to that, there's something wrong with you. Cuz his passion yeah. and his heart
6: and That's, that's a- that's a good word. Yeah, he's very passionate. That's a good, good, good word for him. Yeah, I think,
0: yeah. I, you know, I, I like Justin Bogle. I, I'll admit, I wasn't like, he wasn't my favorite rider, you know. I have my favorite, but he definitely moved up in my top of riders to, to follow and support just because I, I just, I think personalities are a big part of, you know, why you become fans of somebody, and I like the guy a lot, man. The stuff I didn't really realize about him that I learned in that pod and after talking to him on our show.
6: That's what I mean, yeah, he's a big personality, and then you yeah. get him to the track, and he kind of gets into this, you know, real passionate mode about, you know, this, that, and this, and it, you know, so, haven't spent enough time around him to, to see, you know, all the, you know, the rider at the test track guy versus away, you know, sure. but, um, you know, nonetheless, I'm excited for him to come back.
0: Absolutely. So your your team is um I think we've talked about this before and some of your riders said it it's a little more laid back and I don't mean laid back in a negative way it's just maybe a yep. little less stressful and I know Coy was at the at the track this last weekend um Yeah. So what kind of uh practical jokes or like how do you guys have <laughs> fun and mess with each other during the day? You got any, like a good story oh, you could tell us? There's just a lot of little
6: sayings that everybody has. You have your own little saying with, sure. uh, you know, I mean, with suspension guy, I got it with, with Ben, you know, I don't know, just, just little, you know, it wouldn't even be funny to say it, but you can just walk by the person and say the word that is funny to you and him and you guys just start laughing. at Right, like back. a little
0: trigger word, um,
6: sure. Yeah, practical joke-wise, uh, Weston let off some fireworks, some firecrackers by uh, Hills Mechanic one day <laughs> in the shop. Ah, that was pretty funny. Phil yeah, again Brad. Brad
0: didn't think so, but <laughs> well, of course not. But that see, yeah, that that stuff. I would assume at some of the other teams probably wouldn't go over so well. And and I I've, I don't I've never had the chance to meet Coy, but I've heard you know Mathis talk about. him, mean, and I could tell that Coy is a ball buster, and it's hard not to have fun with somebody like that. You
6: know, Coy likes to to give everybody a lot of you know a lot of crap too. So. Um, yeah. And, and believe it or not, it's the same thing. Like he's, he's, a, when he's around the truck, like, you know, his presence there. And, uh, but you know, he doesn't go and uh, get it, you know, he doesn't micromanage either. He lets everybody do their job. And yeah. you know, if he needs to step in, he steps in for sure. Um, from what I can see. Um, but it was good to have him there this weekend because he has a bit of any this year.
0: Right. That's what I've heard. Cause he's doing the NASCAR thing. And, uh, uh-huh. yeah. So do you know if he'll be there this weekend or is he back at NASCAR?
6: He's back in NASCAR next
0: week. Yeah. I'm coming up to Buddy yep. Creek, so we're driving up. We'll leave Thursday <laughs> oh, night and cool. be there Friday morning. So, yeah, I was hoping to cool. – yeah, man, I'm looking forward to it. I This will be the first national of the year for us, and uh, I can't wait, man. I'm, I think it's going to rain, but I don't care.
6: Yeah, the racing's been great. So No doubt. Uh, man, the 250 yeah, class so. is
0: unreal. And that last couple laps in the 450 class between Eli and Marvin was just a nail-biter. Yep.
6: And then some of the charges been put on by Eli. Yeah, it's, yeah. Just, it's been good
0: racing. It's been absolutely, good racing. absolutely. I can't wait to hopefully get up there. We can, hopefully, we can get up there and uh, start battling a little bit with that. No doubt, man. I, I want to see Weston yeah. get. You know, he's he's uh, he's been pretty consistent. I think this season. But man, I'm ready to see him get some top fives, get a podium. Yeah, I, I like Weston a lot, so
6: I really want to see I, him. I, I I hear you on that, and uh, yeah, I'm with
0: it. Yeah. So. Well, well, maybe I'll come over there and give him a pep talk Saturday. He'll, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
6: Come on over. <laughs> oh, you, you know I'm going to come
0: over. I'm <laughs> definitely going to come over. <laughs> so, uh, uh, hey, before
6: bring, – Bring Doc with you. <laughs>
2: uh, I wish I could go. He can't but, go, but he just I, told me I, he's I,
0: never I, been to a Supercross. Yeah. I did not know that.
6: Or you, Doc, I've never you been can, to a You, super cannot, cross you cannot get hired. Cross. You cannot get – you can't get hired for a position if you haven't been to a supercross. I know. I don't. Wow. Well, I, I didn't know this. Like
0: I'm gonna trust me. Like I said, his dad is our producer. We, his dad, TJ and I race together. When I get mm-hmm. it done here, I'm gonna let TJ have it. I had no idea. So yeah, when I get our Do media that. credentials for supercross next year, TJ's not getting any, but Doc is.
3: There
7: you go. So, I like it. <laughs> hey, my last
0: question before we let you go <laughs> yep. is what is yep. what is the Bud Man's favorite outdoor track to go to? Race or just to hang oh. out? And you can't say Red Bud. It's got to be something else. It's
4: Bud's, it's Bud's Creek for oh, sure. Oh, sweet.
6: Okay.
0: Yeah, I didn't even hesitate. Yeah, that's my spot. Nice. Well, I won't be at that my, one this it's year. It's my
6: spot to race. You said hang out. Uh, shoot. I don't know. It's, I like hanging out there. You get, we get some uh, blue crabs. Like, yeah, it's good. Heck, yeah. yeah. It's awesome. Sounds awesome. Yeah.
4: <laughs>
0: well buddy thanks again man as always we we are honored to have you on and oh thank you i can't wait to see you this you. weekend uh my fiance, it'll be her first national so we're going to try to have some fun and we'll come Ooh. up and try to do a couple interviews stop
6: by and say hey yep. we'll we'll stop. do man get that wrist sealed up and get back to ride yes sir thank you buddy all right guys have a good thank night
0: you. okay take care right, you too the one and only Bud Man, Buddy Antonez. That's cool. uh, yeah, he's a cool dude, and that whole team. Like you haven't been to these races, but as all the teams are, but that team was so welcoming. Like him and Jay Bone were just like, yeah, come hang out, eat some food. They they cooked a bunch of food for me in St. Louis, and just a good bunch of people, man. I, yeah. I say that all every week about everybody, but it just it's true. I I don't know what else to say. I think everybody just seems so cool so far. Yeah. So, and yeah, pretty we'll get awesome. you to our race soon. <laughs> All right, guys, uh, another little break, and we're going to be back with Cade Clayson. Once again, we are back. I uh, just got all done with Bud, Budman, Buddy Antonez, and next up is uh, my personal favorite Canadian racer. He's not really from Canada, but he is the Sky Helicopters, Whole Whole Shop Motorsports number ten, Cade Clayson. What's up, Cade? Number nine. Man. Oh, you're tenth in points. Number, number nine. nine. My bad. God dang! I had my notes all scribbled in here. Number nine. Now I sound like a total Man asshole. I tell you, like That's a total what? asshole.
2: Your favorite Canadian racer, huh? I don't even know his number. Favorite Canadian
4: racer just
0: thrown under Jeez the bus. Jeez, almighty. What a dipshit I am. <laughs> oh, but no, I am 10th in points. So yeah, you're 10th in place. points. I had the place. notes sitting right there. God, what a, I feel so stupid. <laughs> you know, Kay, there, there. it wouldn't be a Moto X-Pod show if I didn't make a stupid mistake. <laughs>
7: it's all good. It's all good. But... So, Matt, how, oh, yeah. how are you
0: doing? How you liking Canada so far?
7: Uh, it's pretty good you know it's it's been different you know it's a, so you know it's been bumps bumps in the road but um no we're making progress um we've had two motos already that we didn't score points in which kind of sucked but you know it is what it is yeah. um we're just trying to make strides in the right direction i like it up here a lot as always i'm always having fun i love the people so it uh it's a lot of fun i uh i'm just working hard trying to uh get better and do better like this weekend i finally started up from both motos i ran second and fourth for a little bit Mm -hmm. so you know i mean i might not have finished up there but at least i'm at least i'm there trying so yeah absolutely we're getting there
0: you know how do you like how do you like canada as a country though i mean how is it traveling and and you know living up there being up there so much the food like is it pretty comfortable are you are you homesick from being from being away from the u.s
7: i mean i get a little homesick you know just because i miss my dog and i miss sarah yeah um and stuff like that but um no i love it up here you know it's it's basically america like 10 years in the past. Okay. Like it's just a little bit behind, you know, but it's so nice. Like the West coast is so, so beautiful. It's unreal. Like there's just so many cool places you can go like Banff and Whistler. And even when we are in Prince George, like, I mean, it's just so different everywhere you go. And, um, it's a lot of fun. Like the people are usually really nice. Um, it's just, it's enjoyable.
0: Yeah. Oh, it sounds like that. That from what we hear on Pulp and everything, and when the, when the Canadian guys come on, like Goldie was on last night, it, that that whole atmosphere translates into the teams and the, the nationals also. Like, all the riders seem to get along, and they'll go from t- truck to truck and hang out, and it seems like it's a lot more laid back while still being professional.
7: Yeah, it is. Like, you know, I'm friends with pretty much all the guys. Like, you know, obviously there's beats between some of them, but, sure. you know, it is. You know, it's typical, but, like, the privateer guys up here, it's just, like, diehards. Like, no offense to the guys in the U.S., but, like, it's just, like, so family-oriented almost. Like, the privateers up here really do it just because they love it. Like, they're making way less than they do in the States, but their family just loves going to the races, and, you know, they take them.
5: And, like, there's
7: uh, a couple kids, like, the kid and his dad literally just travel for, you know, pretty much 12 weeks that they're on the road just to go racing. And, uh, you know, it's really cool. You know, those types of people really make it a lot of fun for everybody else. Like, we'll all go over there and hang out. It's just, you know, two cool dads that love moto that like hanging out with us. So, no, yeah, the people are really cool. The teams are really cool. They help each other out. Um, So, yeah, it's
0: it's nice. Sounds like a lot of fun. i got to make one of those one of these days. That
2: sounds pretty awesome. Um, Um,
7: It's worth it.
2: So I had a question for you. I mean, I know – how. so you were never really like the spotlight kid in the amateurs or anything like that and I just wanted to know how your amateur career went for you really.
3: Yeah, it
7: you know, it didn't it wasn't great.
2: Um, you know, when I was
7: younger um like when I was on sixties and stuff, I had like a good year where I was pretty fast and then I went to Loretta's and kinda sucked. Um like I won my regional and stuff, so like that was probably the best I ever was when I was younger and then I missed Loretta's you know like 3 or 4 years in a row. Wow. And then uh yeah and then um I made it my schoolboy year and I did like okay like 15th or something like you know nothing special. And then the next year I went in college boy and you know 450B and uh I was like I was pretty much supposed to win college boy and I was winning motos and I crashed out. <laughs> you know, blew it all on my own. Man. Yeah. I never uh and then I went to Minios that year and got a bunch of seconds. Um, and then my A year, I uh, I think I got like a fourth overall and a sixth overall or
4: something like that.
7: Um, so I mean, I was never spectacular. I was always like that guy just behind the factory guys, you know. Um, but you know, amateur careers it's so hit or miss
5: sure. because it's
7: it's hard. You know, it it really depends on how how you really work. You know, five lap races don't really. Make or break you when we go to the pros and we are racing for half an hour.
0: Yeah, when you see some um, of those top private or top amateur kids come up and then they're not used to racing at that that you know a thirty minute plus two and sometimes they don't make it. You know, I mean, a lot of them it's just too much work.
7: Yeah, it is. Like some kids, some kids just can't can't hang and some kids ride You know, like you know, I was I uh, I trained with Garrett Mark Frank a lot and I really didn't know how he was going to do. but, you know, he's came out and been really successful, and, you know, I'm pumped for him.
0: Yeah, he's a good um, kid. We had a lot come with When moved up. Yep.
7: Yeah. And when Cinderella moved up, like, he didn't even race big bikes as an amateur. He went from the super mini straight to the pros, and, you know, he instantly started killing it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but really, it's, it's hit or miss, you know. Sure. Like, some kids just thrive off that stuff, and some kids um, just struggle with it, and it takes time to uh, grow into it.
2: Yeah. My next question was actually going to be what, how was your step into the pros? and just how did that work for you
7: yeah it it was actually pretty smooth I had a good mechanic um that was super knowledgeable um he really helped me and I was actually on like a small team and I was actually teammates with Kyle Peters um so it kind of worked out like I had a good mentor that became one of my best friends um I had a really good mechanic that I trusted and you know, we just kind of took it one step at a time. You know, at the first national I did, I was in the LCQ, mm-hmm. made it, um, and then blew my bike up on the sight lap. That was <laughs> <laughs> the motos. So,
5: yeah. you know, yeah.
7: it, uh, it didn't go great. Um, but then the next weekend I, I finished the motos, and the next weekend I finished the motos a little better. And, you know, then we went into Supercross and made a couple mains, and then we went to outdoors and started getting top 20s. So, like, it took time. Like, it was definitely different um my speed wasn't quite there when i first turned pro and it just took some time to get better um but i feel like you know i like i said i wasn't one of the top amateur kids so there wasn't any pressure on me to come out and kill it right so i just had my family back in me and you know it worked out
0: okay so so i don't want to get too much into the suspension and thing suspension issue I, i know you're probably sick of talking about it um, I, I would like to know if, do you see any possibility of you getting to come back and race in the States in the next couple of years, or you think you're just going to have to stay up in Canada until the, 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 I mean, do you, do you see there be any, you getting to come back anytime soon?
7: I mean, not really soon. Yeah. Um, you know, I see a possibility for like maybe 2020.
0: Okay. You know, there's
7: like, it's like a possibility, you know, it's nowhere near set in stone. Right. It's been talked about. Um, But, uh, yeah, I mean, for next year, you know, there's, you know, pretty much a 0% chance. Um, You know, I've, I've kind of just came to terms with it. Okay. Like, I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not stressing over it. I'm not worried about it. You know, I got married, like I'm having, you know, my life's good. Like I'm not right. complaining or anything. So I'm I'm just kind of trying to enjoy life, and you know if I get to race in the states, awesome. If I don't get to race in the states, I have a great group of people here in Canada that, you know, back me, and uh, you know, FXR offered me the job for Supercross if so I don't yep. get to race again. So, um, you know, I'm I'm set up, so I'm I'm not stressing. You know, I'm still trying to figure it out, obviously, but. um yeah, I'm just you know trying to make steps in the right direction, whichever way I'm going. Right.
0: Well, and I'm glad to hear that because I mean, what's the point of stressing over? It? It's not going to get you anywhere, and more than likely, it's going to make things worse, because when you're stressed out, it just it that kind of stuff flows into other parts of your life, like your relationships and whatever. So, man, I'm glad to, I'm glad that you are ha- having such a positive outlook on it. I think that's that's the only way to go, and, and it's going to help you down the road anyway. So, um. Yeah, so I was going to yeah, ask you about it. It's Go ahead.
7: A, no, I was just—it's funny. Um, you know, uh, today is actually one year since I found out I was suspended.
0: Oh wow! Um, okay.
7: And it, it's even worse because it's my <laughs> wife's birthday, so it's—it's it's like, yeah, it's a really kind of crappy deal. But, um, but yeah, it's, you know, it's been a year, and you know, like I said, I've just kind of gotten over it, and you know, just trying to deal with the best that I can.
0: Right. Well, yeah, and that's that's all you can do, man. Should, who wants to wallow in self pity and shit like that? You know, just you're enjoying life. I I, I love the fact that you got the, the the position at FXR. I think you're a really good ambassador for that company. It's um, you know, I've I've said many times if I wasn't wearing Fly, I think FXR w- is where I would go. Seems like a really great up and coming company. Tell me what what the future in the next you know six months is for X- FXR. What do you guys got coming out? They have some really new uh, colorways and materials coming out for their uh, for their moto gear.
7: You know their snow line is so solid that you know I'm not I'm not really a part of the snow stuff. I've seen some of the new stuff that's mm-hmm. coming. Um, I don't really know all about it, but yeah, some of the new moto stuff is unreal. They've got uh, new stuff that I don't really know if I'm want to talk about or not. I'm actually here right now. Okay. Um. But. Yeah, no. They, I mean, they're just always trying to improve. You know, from their materials, yeah. just the way they're selling stuff, but just to how they handle stuff with their riders. You know, that's kind of my job is making sure that all the pro guys that I'm working are taken care of and that they're happy. You know, um, we're always trying to improve. And you know, if something rips or something, we're having issues with a certain style or something. You know, I take it and send it back to the um, the guys that develop that stuff so they can fix it and make it better. So it's just a good group of people that always want to work hard and, you know, they're not scared of making mistakes to make stuff better.
0: Right. And, you know, we hear Mathis joke about, you know, like pretty much the the FXR put gear on anybody, any privateer, anybody can get FXR, you know, just ask. And, but, you know, he jokes about it, but it's really a good quality. I think of of that company is that they're willing to help out the small guy. And, but that puts more, There's more eyes on it. There's more people out on the track with that gear. They're helping out the guys that need the help. That says a lot. You know, that's one of the reasons that I was such a fan of Fly is the way the company operates means a lot to me. It's like a very family-oriented company, and it seems like FXR is the same way. And uh, I think you, long-term, you have a really good opportunity there, man, and I'm really happy for you.
7: Yeah, it's really cool. Um, You know, it's actually funny. I'm standing outside dinner right now um, talking to you guys and the owner of FXR is walking inside right now. And, you know, not many companies have their owner walks up and has dinner with a few of their riders. Right. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just cool. Like, you know, they were telling us stories, you know, A-Ray and I are second behind Jimmy D for so the people who've done the most publicity just because of LCQs and stuff like that. Sure. You know, it's, it's crazy. Like they, they love the privateers. They love, you know, the little people really do bring it out because when we go home and ride out local tracks and do stuff like that, you know, local people love supporting their local guys and, you know, <clears throat> no offense to the factory guys, but, you know, they ride at the same five tracks with their private tracks all the time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
7: You know, they're not getting that, that same type of stuff, even though they're such a big deal.
0: Right. But, no, it is
7: really cool. The people at FXR really do take care of, you know, anybody who really needs help.
3: So.
0: Right. Well, and you mentioned A Ray, so I I actually texted A Ray a little while ago and asked him like, "Hey man, give me something I could bust Cade's balls about." And he's like, "Nah, man, Cade's solid. He's working hard, he, so he he didn't want to give me anything to to mess with you too much." But what do you what do you think about A Ray and uh, him getting this factory ride for a few rides? I mean, how you know how, are you how proud of you of him are you?
7: I mean, it's about time he finally got something. You know, he's been pro for a while. And, yeah, you know he's. You know, he's consistently gotten better every year. That's what's cool. Yep. Um, I think he took a big step in the right direction the year he came and lived with me, and uh, and Henry, at club. Um, you know, he improved a lot that year, and he actually really got serious about training. And uh, and that's right after he left there, he started training with Davy, and that's when he lost a bunch of weight. And you know, he's put in the work. So. You know, if you put in the work, man, you can you can really make something happen. And yeah. just surrounding yourself with the right people is what makes good um, good opportunities come about. And that's exactly what happened for him. You know,
0: yeah, um, somebody
7: was hurt, and he was friends with the right people, and you know it made it happen. And that's you know that's how it happens in this sport. You, they just don't call any they don't just call every private theater asking people because they know the first guy's going to say yes. They sure. They need inside sources, so. Um, when you when you have the right connections, you know it works, and I'm pumped for him. You know he's crushing it. Like honestly, I didn't think he'd be anywhere near where he is right now. Um, yeah, sorry racing because he's not an outdoors guy. Right, and he's crushing it.
0: Yeah, yeah, I was pretty stoked for him, man. I I uh, I'm gonna I get to go to Muddy Creek this coming weekend, so I'm looking forward to going up and visiting with him for a little bit. And yeah, man, I, I you know I I've become fans of all you guys because of our love for the pulp show and how Mathis promotes you guys. And, and I, I appreciate, and I say this all the time, how much, you know, guys like you and a Ray and Kiefer have treated me and our show as like, you know, we're, we're part of the the club a little bit now, you know, and, and it means a lot to us. So I, I really appreciate that from you guys. Oh, of
7: course, man. You know, we love doing, doing any type of stuff, you know, for anybody, you know, um, you no, know, it's fun. I, I love doing shows like yours and I just I love getting info out there, you know. I love sure. people hearing all sides of the story, you know. Um I did a school today with uh, Mike Brown and I met some guys that didn't even really know who I was. They oh, really? they, uh, they came to the school to work with Brownie um because they saw his name and you know, they met me and they're like,
4: Man, like
7: I didn't know like all this stuff about you and they're yeah. like Man, it's such a pleasure to meet you and work too like you know, I just worked with guys on different stuff and go you know it's just different ways of meeting different people and uh yeah. getting a name out there i love it
0: yeah definitely man it, it's uh it's really cool and hey before we let you go and get back to dinner just give us tell us a little bit about the team you're riding for the sky helicopters and whole shot motorsports those are a couple of the sponsors of the team i believe
7: yeah um so obviously sky helicopters is uh our title sponsor um they're a helicopter touring company out of uh vancouver uh british columbia it's such a cool company they they flew to the second round and took me and some other guys on a, a lap around the track. Um, it was, it's just a really cool company. Uh, the guy's super into moto and, uh, he's actually really good friends with our team owner, Alan Dick. Um, he's, you know, ex-pro Canadian, mm-hmm. um, kind of a legend up here. Um, does like some suspension and everything now, but yeah, Al brought it all together and got sky on board and pulled shot to a local, uh, shop there in BC and, you know, they came on board. It's a sweet shop. Um, I met all the owners and a bunch of the sales guys, and they have literally everything you would ever need. I went in there, and, I mean, they just set me up when I when I got up there. You know, I've been up here for a little over a month now. and Yeah, it's just a, an awesome group of uh, people I have around me. And, uh, you know, we have a sweet Sprinter van set up.
5: Nice. We have
7: this big awning that goes outside our Sprinter, and we have a trailer and stuff too. And, you know, it's actually a really cool setup. I'm actually, like, some people are like, man, you're out of a Sprinter and not a Semi. I'm like, bro, our Sprinter is set up. Right. Like, it's
0: sweet. Hell you no. Know? So, yeah, who needs a uh, Semi, no, man? It really cool. costs too damn much.
7: Exactly. Like, it's actually really cool. And I can drive it. Like, I, uh, <laughs> I helped drive to the races. This weekend,
3: like, it's dope.
0: Nothing wrong with that, Cade. Man, hey, Sick. I'll let you no, get man. back to dinner. And uh, appreciate you taking some time for us. And, uh, you know, hope to see you get up there. Let's get a win, man. What's the next race? Is it this weekend? Uh,
7: no, we have two weekends off. Okay. So it's kind of nice. We've done uh, four in a row now, and we have two weekends off, and then we got two more. Uh, next one, Sandalie, and then Gopher. So two sand rounds back to back, which is kind of cool. Um, we haven't really had any sand yet, so. Right. Um. But yeah, I'm excited to go east and uh, get home and do some motos back there.
0: Right on. Okay. Good luck, and uh, yeah, the number nine. Sorry. I feel so stupid. That's going to wear me out. I'm going to like just wear myself out for the next week over that. Anyway, Cade, good. good luck, man. And again, thank you for coming on the show. And uh, yeah, I can't I ho- look forward to seeing you at uh, Supercross next year if, if at, with FXR.
7: Yeah, man. Thanks, boys. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me, and I'll uh, talk to you guys soon. Okay, Cade. Thanks, night, buddy. Man. Yep, later. See you
0: place yeah, I want to get to Canada, man. I hear how awesome that is. Yeah. I've heard I've, Michael Gage and and Wes went up there like back in '06 or '07. They made a drive yeah. up to one of the races, and it just seems I love watching them on yeah. TV when I get to.
2: And actually, we had some uh, Canadians come down and uh, train at Underground for like oh, a yeah? month. It was, well, I think it was like two weeks, something like that. They're pretty pretty cool, and they're telling us all about the Canada. I mean, they said the tracks weren't always the best. Right, right. But, man, they they were amazed about the ruts that are down there. Yeah,
0: know. yeah. Yeah, I, I want to – we got to make a trip one of these days. But, and hey, I need to say, I kept making fun of TJ. and sound, I said earlier that Doc's never been to a Supercross, but he did go to one Supercross when he was, like, eight. So, my bad. I said that
5: earlier.
2: You just weren't listening. Yeah, I, was,
0: I wasn't. I didn't want to listen because I just wanted to bust TJ's balls about it. But I'm yeah. still going to bust his balls. I mean, you race motocross, and you've been to one damn <laughs> Supercross been, and race. I've,
2: and I've wanted to go to more, but we just – He's just been like, oh, I've been to so many, I don't want to go to anymore. What I does that got to do with I anything? I can pause it and watch it on TV.
0: And- Man, Yeah, all right. We're going to make it happen this year. All right, guys. Um, last, last little break of the night. We'll be back with Hal Simpson to talk about the new training facility down near Houston, BPMX. <laughs> Uh, it's been a pretty damn good show tonight. Doc, what do you think? Who's your favorite guest so far? Do you have a favorite? I don't have a favorite. Right don't now, have a no. favorite. Well, our next guest is a good buddy of the show, good friend of mine, Hal Simpson. Um, he is brought to you tonight by Suzuki and Fly Racing and In N Out Burger. How you like that, Hal? Those good sponsors?
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Uh,
2: how, about, how about KTM?
0: What, what? I never heard of it.
2: What is that again? <laughs>
0: <laughs> no man so um you are uh you're doing some work with uh the new training facility down near Houston uh vpmx tell us a little bit about what you got going on how you got involved and uh you know let us know about this thing
4: yeah man i am kind of excited about it it's a little side project uh, helping a good friend out um vpmx park uh, located in richards texas um it's it's uh it's a very very cutting-edge facility. Very professionally done. Uh, it's centered and focused towards uh, the higher-end amateur, uh, the the um, higher-end uh, Loretta's type uh, club uh, type rider. Uh, so somebody like well me, as, exactly. Somebody like yourself. Somebody like yourself that's on the verge of a professional career. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes.
5: Yeah. <laughs> there, there you go. There
4: you go. And and uh, and also uh, focus towards uh, uh, professional riders and professional team riders. Um, this is a uh, facility much like what you've seen before, um, the MTFs, uh, the GPFs of the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- this facility is is uh, is it, brand new. It's not an existing uh, uh, location. It's, it's built brand new, uh, new tracks, new facility, new lodging facility. Um, it's designed to be a, a turnkey. Uh, all everything in house from uh, uh, race mechanic to suspension uh, to lodging meals meal plan training facility uh, physical fitness center um, uh, multiple tracks uh, a schools area dedicated to a uh, uh, so an instructor can take a student uh, who may need to work on turns he may not want to. Uh, run the student hot laps all day long. You may want to focus on turns. You may want to focus on jumps. You may want to focus on whoops. So it's it's a customizable facility uh, that's a turnkey. You come in the front door. You stay for a week. You stay for a month. You stay for six months. You base your racing operation out of the facility. Uh, That's what it's designed to be. Um, and it's, uh, it, the, 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 the bones are there and it's about to launch and about to take off in a very big way.
0: Yeah, that sounds awesome. I've been, you know, I started following them on Instagram and, uh, remind us you know, that Instagram is, is it at VPMX? Is that right? Yes, correct. So yeah, um, they, they've been posting a lot of videos and really cool things with some of the riders out there. The place looks amazing.
4: Yeah. And it's, uh, VPMX. It's VPMX Park. Okay. V P M X Park. And you can get on the Instagram and, and uh log on to that and watch the videos. Uh we have a, a professional rider from the Dominican Republic, uh, Franklin Nagaris. Uh he's a uh an Aguilera team Suzuki uh rider. Um he's a South American uh, champion. Um he's um uh extremely fast. Um it's it's really interesting. The, one of the the markets, you know, that uh, believe it or not, you know, motocross doesn't begin and end in the United States. Right. Uh, it's it's huge in South America. It's of course huge in Europe. And there's a there's a market. There's a there's a group of folks that don't have a place to train. And some of these other uh, facilities that have made a very good name for themselves, done very well in the professional market. Um, you know, they they've seen riders from South America Europe come and stay and train for years, um, and hit the professional circuit in a very big way, make a very good impact. Uh well Franklin is one of those guys and uh he's a very, very good instructor, very well spoken, very good guy, um, easily easy to, to talk to, very articulate. Um, he's the kind of instructor that you want your kids to go to at a young age and uh become a professional. Motocross rider. He's that kind of guy. He's associated with us. Uh, one of another pro that's on site, um, Lewis Stein. He's exactly like Franklin. Extremely good guy. Very knowledgeable. Um, he's a, 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 an expert teacher, uh, and, a, and of course an AMA pro. Um, but those are the types of folks that are affiliated with the program or with the facility. And it's a it's a it's a facility built for racers yeah. by racers
0: and like you said you you've pretty well said it with being turnkey but i mean this thing has it's it's got the gym it has like you said the food the housing everything you need to become to to better your game better your program and and get to the top level it sounds like
4: yeah that's correct and and it's uh it's got it's got everything we've got clay we've got deep deep sand we've got hard packed uh dirt we've got uh albino clay the sticky stuff that, you know, Enduro guys love, yeah. Motocross guys hate. Um, <laughs> it's It's got, we've got all of it. Uh, and, and we've got uh, every part of the facility has a different type of soil.
5: Wow. And
4: in the center, it's all kind of combined together. So, you know, you want to take a, a like a Loretta Lens type track. If you could imagine taking a Loretta Lens track or, or a GP style, style track, a national style track, and being able to have the track itself. But then, on another part of the facility, have a section of the, of the track broken down in sections,
5: so yeah instead yeah. of
4: yeah, instead of riding the whole track, you can go on another part of the facility and just squirt corners and go back on the national track and then do a lap, see how your technique is improving um it's uh it, it's it's definitely um it it's not a new concept, but it's a new type a new business model, okay. I think we're bringing a different kind of Philosophy to the facility, and a different type of planning and coordination. You know, we're 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 not selling a a training plan as much as we're selling an experience. So we want a parent to look at the facility as a safe, reliable place for you to send your children, uh, to send your your aspiring you know supercross star uh, to the facility, and, and know that they're going to be well taken care of. Right. They're going to be trained by certified instructors. Um, they're going to be uh, in a facility that's professionally maintained on tracks that are built by professional AMA uh, professional uh, track builders. I, I'm, I'm trying to be careful. I can't say any names right now because we're no, we're fine. still working through contracts and stuff. But right. but we, we we will have uh, you know one of the guys that you see well tracks that you see on TV on the weekends. That guy, one of those guys, are, is coming to to work our tracks Very and cool. build our tracks for us. Well, so, yeah, so you're 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 going to see that level of track.
0: If somebody is interested in, in uh, learning more about this, it, it, do they? have a website also where people can go and maybe get get some information or send email uh, not,
4: or. Yeah, not 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 quite yet. Okay, we're, we're we're just we're we're just about we're just on the on the tip of the the marketing plan you said here. Tip. We're just. To, <laughs> I did. I did. Child. Um we're we're just we're just now we're just now releasing that. So very shortly there'll be a website, very shortly there'll be email addresses that you can send to. But what you okay. can do tonight is you can go to VPMX Park on Instagram. You can take a look at the videos, you can send messages. Uh, th- that message will go straight to the owner.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, now, now let me explain a little bit the ownership and the VP. How VP comes into play? Okay. When, when we say VP, we're talking about VP Fuels. Yes, VP Racing. Um, the the, yep, the the owner of the facility. Um, he's the the only owner. It's not owned by a group of people. It's owned by a single owner. Uh, I know him. He's a good guy. He's a, he's a businessman, a true businessman. Um, and he went out and uh, and established a corporate relationship with vp fuels uh vp fuel uh vp mx park uh is the only uh vp fuels corporate sponsored motocross facility in the world it it is the one and the only um we have full corporate sponsorship from them you can buy race fuel from us uh in the future Uh, we'll have a full retail shop like a pro shop um it won't be like uh going to a dealership and just searching for things you know, that they may have, this will be a full-on motocross pro shop. Um, and it will be sponsored by VP Fuels. When we have our grand opening uh, here mid-August, uh, we'll have VP Fuels there in force uh, as our corporate sponsor.
0: Awesome. Yeah, I want to get down to this place. We, you and I talked about it a little bit. i got to find some time to come down to uh, the Simpson pad and crash, maybe, and then head over and check this place out.
4: Yeah, man, come on down it. I'll tell you what, guys, it, It's uh, I've been in business for a long time, um, and I've, I've built training facilities for the U.S. government. And I'll tell you, this is a premium professional. I, you know me, Jamie. I'm not going to put my name on anything that's not. And this is truly a cutting-edge premium uh, professional facility, and uh, it, you, you will truly be blown away, like I was when I set foot on it.
0: Right? Yeah, I, d- I definitely uh, will second what you just said. I don't. If it was a half assed place, you wouldn't have anything to do with it. So, yeah, I, I I definitely believe in. I I haven't ever been there, but I believe in the place already, just based off of your recommendation.
4: Yeah. Well, we we got some folks, some uh, some name brands, some uh, top of the food chain uh, folks in motocross interested in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got, you know, the likes of Van Martin even, uh, you know, uh, pushing out, uh, some good words to us and, and, uh, you know, the, the, I don't want to throw too many names out there, but, but I'll tell you, Challenge Tenet have has done some fast laps on the track. You know, they appreciate the facility,
5: mm-hmm.
4: um, you know, the Van Martin, you know, th- those folks don't go to facilities that are half-assed, right,
5: right. do sure. they don't.
4: They they don't and and they, and they don't come back. If they do go to one, they don't come back. Right. And we believe that we've provided those folks with a good, solid, quality uh, environment. And we're not even open yet. Right. It's, it's still under it's still under construction. Now, you, one of the things that we're going to have is a lodging facility. So that that's bedding. That that's uh, you know a, a, a TV room, relaxation room, uh, the whole thing, whole turnkey. So you can imagine. It's uh, and it's not a trailer. It's not a series of trailers or RVs or anything like that. This is just like a hotel you would walk into. Um, and uh, uh, like when you see it, you're gonna be you're gonna be impressed, I believe.
0: Yeah, man, I can't wait to come down and check it out. So, guys, if you're listening to this, and you want to check it out. You obviously go to Instagram at VPMX Park and how once once you guys get everything official official and you're ready to announce an opening I definitely want to have you come back on again maybe you can give some names and give a little more details things that you can't tell right now uh so but if you guys are in the Texas area man you know uh Houston area isn't that far of a drive a lot of us make the drive down to Three Palms so, you know, maybe you could go down and uh, do some training, you know, whether it be a weekend thing or once once we know all the details, we'll look into that more. But it sounds like it's going to be a really badass place, and I'm very glad that you're a part of it, man, because you've become a good buddy of mine, and I, I'll have a hookup.
4: Yeah, man. Hey, listen, if, if anybody, uh, if any, uh, you know, pros want to get in touch, uh, just reach out to Jamie if you're interested in talking more about it we'd be glad to host a visit to the facility, walk you around, yeah. let you throw some laps down and, uh, you know, treat you to a good afternoon and, uh, just let, uh, help you understand what we're trying to do here. Uh, this is really a good project run by good guys. Yeah. It's so not, uh,
0: yeah. If you guys are interested in, in that, just, uh, hit me up at dark MX three at AOL, and I will make sure that how gets that. And yeah, that's, that's really cool, man. Um, so let's change the subject just real quick. You know, we're, uh, we're a little ways into nationals. What do you think about the series so far?
4: Well, I think Dean Wilson's going to take it.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, for, definitely.
4: Yeah, yeah I'm, I believe Dean's going to going to take his number one plate.
0: I agree. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you so far. <laughs> Is he going to win the 450 uh, and 250 class?
4: Yeah, and, yeah. Don't and forget about the 125.
0: <laughs> and the 125 yeah, Dream and, Race. And, yeah, all of them. And
4: 125 Dream Race and MXGP and <laughs>
0: MXGP and MX of Nations. Yeah, exactly.
4: Yeah, man, I'll tell you what. I, I, uh, You know, no no doubt, you you knew Tomac was going to be up there. Yeah. But let me tell you, man, I I have really appreciated the flying Frenchman. Um, I've appreciated his uh, tenacity because, honestly, I thought the guy was, uh, you know, a little weak around the edges, man. I mean, I know he's a good guy. I know he's a fast rider. But, you know, in in the past when he'd get a little confrontation or, you know, somebody would bow up to him, he seemed Mm -hmm. to kind of, you know, take the – I don't know if it's the gentleman's way out or if it's just the easy way out, but he, he didn't get in there and mix it up. I'll tell you what, that young man has found his uh, mojo, and I've been very impressed with Marvin Muskan. Very impressed. Thank you.
0: Yeah, I agree, man. And, I mean, he he's one of those guys that – you know, sometimes you can't really always figure him out because there are times when he'd be a little soft, maybe. But then there's other times. It, I guess it depends on how he feels. When he is willing to fight and throw it in there and be more aggressive, and this last weekend was definitely one of those weekends. Yeah, well, and,
4: and you know what was great was they, th- th- those fellows got close. I mean, they they were yeah. th- they were they were two fighters. They were getting close, but I'll tell you, uh, neither one of them got dirty. Uh, neither one of them got too aggressive, but you could tell that the skill level for those two fighters was equal that day, Agreed. and they both gave that they both gave that respect, and and it was that one corner. I think it was three or four corners before the finish line,
5: mm-hmm. and
4: I think it was a right hand kind of a sweeper, and those two cats were on the gas, and you could almost see the communication between them. Like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. are we gonna dance or not right you know, it, yeah. it was good I think it's I think the rest of the series is going to be good and uh I'll tell you man Barsha I think my biggest surprise um was Barsha yeah uh, for the for so far for the year I, I think that kid has I think he's starting to come into his own uh not the bam bam I think he's leaving the bam bam behind and right and um and bringing the the Mister Barsha to the races that that kid has impressed me this I, year. Yeah, I agree. And he,
0: and he, yeah, I think my biggest yeah, surprise my, is still Kenny and how well he's done considering what he's coming back from. But yeah, Barsha's a Barsha's definitely a high uh, point of the series.
4: Yeah, yeah, I, I'll tell you, Kenny, Kenny Roxson man. I, you know, I've <laughs> never met that guy. Right. But what a what a warrior! I mean, that guy is just straight up no no. Uh, for that guy to come, I mean, think about it. This this time last
0: year, uh,
4: we were talking about how his arm almost got amputated. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. And
4: and the dude, and then he feeds it, you know, through a, a meat grinder rear wheel of Cooper Webb. And then he comes back, and you know, his stamina is probably hurting, and just probably just the hand. You know, how much damage was done to both of them. You know, just to hang on to the motorcycle. Um, my God, that that dude! Oh, talk about a story. What an impressive
0: story. Agreed. Yeah, they. I. They, there should be a movie made about him one day. You know, like a Rocky Balboa style. You know. Yeah. Yeah. He. He's got. Or, just, or at least he should write a book. I mean, because his his outlook on life is so good, his personality is so outgoing, and I think he. Yeah, he's an amazing story.
4: Yeah, I'll tell you what. though, we we need to we need to watch out for uh, uh, Cooper, um, uh, Justin Cooper. Oh Did I yeah get a yeah name wrong? yeah. But that that kid is going to be fast, and I'll tell you what, man, I, I, I think I'm going to make a prediction, but I think next year, I think McElrath and Osborne are going to push the 450s. I think, I think Muskan and Tomac mm-hmm. had better watch out because I, I, I just have a feeling, man, when, when McElrath gets on a 450, that big bastard, I think, he chokes <laughs> that 250 to death. Well, we'll... When, he, when he gets on that 450, I think he's going to rock it.
0: Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll definitely find out soon, huh? It'll be here before we know it. Yeah, man. Well, hey guys,
4: you, you guys are doing a, I'm going to give you a little bit of panel. You guys are doing a great job. Your last uh, few shows have been on next level. I think you guys are really coming into your own and I really appreciate listening to your shows and you keeping me involved and, I really appreciate it and I, I'm proud of you guys for doing such a good job. You've well, come a long
0: way. Well, I appreciate that and I know everybody else does. Uh the other guys aren't here tonight. Uh like I said Doc Doc, I don't know if I told you Doc Smith, which is TJ's son. He's sitting in the studio with me. He uh he's not saying much. He's just chilling out, but uh he just got injured also this weekend. I don't know if you saw that, but he broke his wrist again. Yeah. But um yeah, yeah man, I I appreciate you saying that. We uh we work really hard at Trying to make the show better, and we're still learning. We still got a lot to get better at, but we enjoy it, and we appreciate everybody who listens and supports us. And um, and I and I don't mind uh, critique either. So if you have any, send it my way. But thank you, Hal, and thank you for being a good buddy. And uh, I'll definitely be coming to probably crash at your house in a few weeks for the next Moto Masters at Three Palms.
4: Yeah, man, come on. Uh, just don't bring any catfish with you. I don't need any of
0: that <laughs> Okay. yeah right on man no just probably be myself be myself so all right hal hey man thanks again and um i'll holler at you real soon
4: okay brothers have a good night okay take care thanks
0: a lot all right doc we are about done with episode 83 a good show yeah i I appreciate you sitting in i know that you uh you aren't real comfortable all the time talking on on the on mic, but yeah, I'm. You, you I do like good, man.
2: Ask questions more than I like asking them. I guess. Yeah,
0: I'm, I'm better at that. But well, I appreciate you sitting in because when the other guys can't be here, it, it's not fun to be here by myself. Yeah, I understand. Um, I don't think I've actually. I may have done one show by myself, I but I
2: don't think you've done one by yourself. You yet. may be right.
0: I know, like I know Derek Waiting came in last minute one time. But anyway, yeah. it's, I appreciate you sitting in and helping me out. Uh, let's thank our sponsors again, real quick. Shock Socks, MX Girl Designs, All Sport Dynamic Wrist Braces, Five Star Roofing of Texas. And, of course, Mad Jack Synthetics and Dane Evans with Amso Oil. Those guys, uh, everybody that supports us, we greatly appreciate. Again, patreon.com, 10 o'clock tomorrow night, Central Time, will be your last chance to get in the Patreon deal and get some gift packs that we're going to be doing. So uh, let us know you're listening. <clears throat> Send me some information if you guys are in- interested in getting in on the helmet giveaway. And we will be back next week. Um Hopefully I'll have some uh well, not hopefully. I will have some more some content from Muddy Creek and we'll have a bunch of guests next week. So uh yeah, anyway. See you guys next week. Talk to you soon.
2: See ya.